time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. That's a good news. Here, here's what I'll say about it. Are we already rolling? We're already rolling, but okay. I mean, I'm gonna uh, here's what I'll say. Start the black community is not more homophobic than other communities. But I'll say we we have a very specific brand of homophobia because hyper masculinity is a is imposed on us because because homophobia is just you being afraid of losing your manness mm. right or you you being afraid of being seen as a man and there's a there's a masculinity that's put on us that's very unique like black men are supposed to be scary and and hard and right and and and, and street and and so I th- I think that what we the masculinity we fear to lose bec- and it's it's because of survival. It's like if you grow up in some of the areas where we traditionally grow up, any vulnerable any weakness is yeah th- that's a threat to your survival. So it's like I think we I think with the pressure on us is just different. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So we yeah we we kind of went deep into it too. We talked about like you know and um and mostly in a lot of hoods there's normally is like a couple gay people in the hood that people don't mess with. They like, not that they don't mess with like that, but like, like, yo, that's, that's, that's gay twine up the street. Like we don't bother him. You know what I'm saying? Don't beat him up. It's like he, like when we, we went, we did some shows in, um, uh, in Memphis and a, a cat over there, uh, he took us to the hood, right? He took us like to the, to the hood, like the real hood. And we was w- walking around there talking to people and a, a gay dude came out and I forgot what his name was, but the whole hood knows him. And they don't. They don't. He 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 gets a hood pass. It's like yo. Yeah, but you know why? It's because he. It's probably niggas on a DL in that hood. That could be that true he too. Could destroy that. That could be true too. Yeah, for sure. But that, that could be true too. So I'm not denying that. But I will say, there, I mean, people in the hood were just like yo, what's up, man? And you're like, oh, I'm just going to the store, or whatever. Like nobody was going to him, calling them like you know the f word and nothing like that, and and trying to beat him up or punk him. He was like, he's like a, a regular nigga in the hood. He just was a little extra flamboyant. And I think where and we talked about it on our thing about like just to like because I, I was saying I didn't I didn't even I always thought gay was flamboyant for the, for a long time right? right 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 until I saw Karamo on the real world and when I saw Karamo I was like wait a nigga in Tim's and a fitted hat can be gay like I didn't like you didn't see that often for a long time <laughs> do, you, do you remember the um it's a TikTok or I don't know what the fuck I saw that but it's it happened on the pandemic where the the uh, the uh, where the gay dude walks up to the counter and puts like a Arizona tea on the counter, and he's like, "Hey, how much is this?" <laughs> and and the and the guy's like, he grabs it to scan it. And he's like, "Oh, that's like a dollar or whatever." Yeah. And, and, but as soon as he touches it, dude goes, "Hey, don't be touching my motherfucking tea, nigga. Motherfucking so dead ass, right?" <laughs> and, and, and he's like, "He's like, oh, I'm so sorry." He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get another one because you touched it." Like he, 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 he you know, you you seen it, right? I don't know if I seen that. That sounds I, hilarious. Rob, you though. gotta find it. Okay, I'll you find gotta it. Find I'll it. Find no, it. How how do you even Google that? Uh, I mean, nowadays, with everything, you can you can put it, you can probably YouTube it, and it's like, yo, uh, gay dude in liquor store or something like that. You might get a bunch of videos, but like, I feel like something might pop up, or gay dude Arizona iced tea or something, it might pop up. Yeah, but something like that. But it, but it's like, yeah, that it's it's wild because, like you said, I, I think also like that that dude may have grown up there. Yeah, he, I you think he's, I mean? he's he's, he's and, and, been in that neighborhood. He's like yeah, in his forties, and he's, and he's from there. there yeah. There's always an exception, but but like I said, for I sure think, for sure. <clears throat> Like I said, I think because our community is put under more pressure to our survival, the barrier between us su- surviving and thriving is so thin mm-hmm. that I think we we are, we have more. 
I don't want to use the word fear, but but it's more urgent to us to survive. Yeah, it, I, I think it's just I think it's I I'm I just not a fan of putting it as we being the most homophobic because it's just like we a lot of times we do know our family members that are right and we don't trip on them or we 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 see them in church like they normally are the, the yeah. choir directors they're running the church some of them sometimes do the patches we don't say anything you know what I'm saying and we just kind of be like all right man what well, else well, so funny who was we talking about this yesterday what I've had a lot of wild conversations in the last week <laughs> no but 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 it's it, it, it it's also wild too. Um, so that's what I'll say. I'll say wherever there's hyper masculinity, there's going to be homophobia because that's part of it, right? Mm. So it's a lot of rappers. It's, this was so funny to me. The, a lot, I think the, the the misconception that the black community is more homophobic is because rappers are the most visible. Yeah, and they are homophobic a lot of times. At least they used to be. Mm. But what's so funny is that a lot of their slang and fashion and and all that comes from gay people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, a it's, lot of, yeah. Like, there's no separate, you can't separate, it's it, like trying to separate gay culture from American culture is like trying to separate black culture from American culture. Mm. It's like everything comes, it's like the fashion comes from that. You you know, when you see the, you know, the ASAP Rockies of the world and they're wearing, and you're like, why the fuck does they have on a blouse or whatever? And it's like, yeah. they're being dressed by gay men. They're being oh you know what we talking about Abercrombie and Fitch there's yeah. there's a mm-hmm. there's a documentary on um, on Netflix right now about I forget what it's called but it's about Abercrombie and Fitch and how they were hella racist mm. and they, white they, hot yeah white it's called white hot mm. they were hella racist and they and like they wouldn't hire you if you weren't good looking and all this other kind of shit and and, and what was funny is the CEO was was gay mm. in the closet. The the main photographer that has like remember when you was you see people with Abercrombie and Fitch bags and be like a half naked man across the back it's like the the photographer that took all those pictures was gay and but they who they was marketing to was like football players and like white jocks yeah like you know the, prep, I mean? the preppy boys like the, the people the, play lacrosse and right, shit the homophobic <laughs> they were they were marketing to people that were homophobic but yeah. the fashion was coming from the gay minds yeah so it's, it's that, <laughs> well, that we gonna get you niggas somehow yeah, watch yeah. that's, that's, that's why I, to, to me homophobia doesn't make sense i, I don't know if that's a good word because it's, it's yeah it's I, a mis- but i think it's, i think i think a lot of words nowadays are just overused especially with the internet and social media Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just toxic. I, yeah, all that stuff is just is, is being the words are kind of being abused. Gaslighting, mansplaining, yeah, all of, all of it. And Bro. it's like at this point, it's just like I don't even I, like it, a lot of the a lot of the words that people are saying have lost their definition. Um, at least the dictionary definition of what it is to to what the internet version of what it is. Well, see, I'm not a fan of, and maybe we've talked about this before too. I'm not a fan of the dic- of using the dictionary as as an argument about as 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 an end all be all argument about the meaning of a word because the, the dictionary doesn't decide what words mean right we decide what words mean by how we use them and the dictionary mm-hmm. the dictionary is just a record of that for example like you know bad used to mean just bad yeah like negative or yeah whatever. and then yeah. michael jackson dropped that song well, it was probably before that, but it's like then bad started meaning good, and yeah. then they put it in a dictionary. Yeah, oh, she but, bad in a motherfucker. But, right, but until they put it in a dictionary, <laughs> it was motherfuckers going look, look it up. 
this is what it means. It's like, no, that's not what it means. Yeah. What it means is what we right. say, right? Yeah. So it's like the meanings of shit changes about, with the culture, and we decide what shit means. So it's like, so, so I mean, then what does any of this shit mean? It, it don't mean shit. <laughs> that's it's I, meaningless. Yeah, exactly. There that, it is. That's the whole point of my podcast. I'm, this is a, this is. We just we just handing out existential crises for everybody. There's, what's the point of living? Just slouching towards nihilism. Yeah, on this podcast. yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 I feel like I'm at a point where I'm just like, all right, man, this is whatever at this point. Because I was like, everything is switching. I don't know what shit truly means anymore. It's like, yeah, like you said, the definition of things is 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 a, a switch, uh, switching depending on like how people kind of feel and people use words on how they feel too and just say, like, all right, well, bro, okay, wait a minute, we we got we getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, I didn't introduce my guest. <laughs> how long have we been talking for? Like fifteen. Yeah, this is Keenan Baker, everybody. What up, y'all? He is, he is uh, one of the three of uh, my favorite comics. So what's what's the name of your podcast? Oh, Brutally Honest. Oh, oh, I didn't know, bro. Yeah, Brutally Honest. Yeah, with Keon Poli and uh, Gary. Are you talking about that one? Or yeah. My, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got another one? I got an, I do an anime podcast. You know, the uh, I'm a big anime fan, too. Oh, yeah, I, I did saw not that, know that as soon as you walked in. Yeah. Oh, Are you yeah, excited? I, Are you excited for Dragon Ball Super Superhero? Going on Sunday. Me too. So we gonna, yep, you gonna watch it? Yep, of oh, course. Man, yeah. Well, the thing is, I hate to say I'm an anime fan, but I, I am. But I hate to say that because I'm not. I just like what I like. I don't just. I'm not in all. Like you know, like I, I like I like Dragon Ball. Yeah. But the anime community sees that as like the McDonald's event. It's like man, you, fuck right, that. Right. I like Dragon Ball. I like. Do, so do you? Do you follow this dude? Um, um, Mass Star. Yes, on on I think on YouTube. So yeah. so I'm I'm a big fan of One Punch Man. Yeah, um, Hunter Hunter. Yep. slept on Seven Deadly Sins. Slept on. Um, I just started One Piece, but I, I, when I a say, long way to go, yeah, Playboy. I, I say I tried to start One Piece because I'm like it's so confusing. I'm like, bro, what is, is this? A, is this first season 185 episodes? What the fuck is this? The first season is 500 episodes. So, <laughs> it's, so it's can a lot. I just <laughs> where do I can I skip most of that? Well, there. I mean, for that Naruto, right? Those both both of those shows are really, really long shows. Like I think seven hundred plus, right? And I, from what I know, because I haven't watched either one of those shows in, in totality, I, I've seen because I'm just like I caught on too late to those two shows. I'm like, all right, man. I, I, I even though I watched anime at an early age, I just missed those shows when they came out. Me too, yeah. And just there are there are like um like filler lists, like because a lot of a lot of times these shows have a bunch of filler that don't really mean too much. So if you type in like One Piece filler list, it'll give you all the episodes that you that you need to watch that mean something, and all the other okay. show, all the other episodes that is like, or oh, they're going on a side mission to to, to save a fish. Well, that don't mean well, shit. Well, so you well, ain't got to watch. Watching that. Dragon Ball Z as an adult, like, it, bro, if if they like a lot of those episodes, if they cut out all of the. Ah! Yeah, ah, it would be like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like as a, as a child, it was working on me. But as an adult, I was just like, "What the fuck is all of this filler?" Yeah, because I think when Dragon Ball Z Kai came out, it kind of chopped a lot of that stuff down and it made it straight to the point. But you know, and it's it's, it's, it's Dragon Ball Z, but without the filler, essentially, okay, without a lot a lot of the bullshit. Because remember, I remember as kids, we used to watch it, and what would happen was they'll do like a reset. You'll be watching like the Freezer Saga, and then they'll start back all over um, from the beginning. You just like, bro, like. I can't. It was like the fourth time I started back all over. I can't keep doing this. Right. And then you know, luckily for me, I, I had a cat that um he was he was a uh, he had a uh, he 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 was like half Japanese, so he had he actually ordered a lot of the the, the tapes from like Japan and stuff like that. But also, oh, not a literal cat. No, yeah, not a literal oh, cat. Okay. <laughs> my, one of my homies <laughs> that was my neighbor. And then um, uh, but also too, he he. But when torrent sites were like brand new, he knew how to work that shit. So he'd be like, yo. 
put this stuff in here, and this is how you'll find like the, the Dragon Ball Z movie in Japan or whatever. So there wasn't like Dragon Ball Z wasn't even super hot out here. It wasn't even on Cartoon Network out here yet. It was still like out here was on a local channel called KCAL Nine, right? And but I had access to all the Japanese stuff, so I was I was like way ahead. I was like, damn, they're finished Dragon Ball Z, and then it hit here hard, and then I rewatched it in you know in the English, okay. and it was just like. It's just, it's just hell. It's, it was hell a lot of shit. It's like I, we did a podcast about like, is it nostalgia? Is Dragon Ball Z just nostalgia? Is it actually good? And it was just like, there is moments where it's incredible, where it might be. Yeah, I think you could have that same argument about um, about um, Akira. Oh, oh, ooh, so we rewatched ooh. Akira, bro, and on the podcast, some cats destroyed it. They were like, this shit is, this shit is not good at all. No, 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 because here's the thing about Akira that uh, some people don't know. It's 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 wild, but Akira is is important because it was the first in a sense, right? Yes, it, well, it it was all of the small Japanese animation houses pooling their resources to see if they could make something that could compete with Disney. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so, and then, and and obviously, you know, when you got several companies working together, it's going to be, you know, delays and all this other stuff, funding shortages. Right. And so Akira, Akira, it, the movie is based on a manga that was incomplete. Right, yep. and then the and then the movie came out, and then the rest of the manga got finished based on the movie. So it's mm. it's based it's based on its source material that's also based on it. So unless you read both, it, it, Akira doesn't really make a lot of sense. But yeah. the but bro, at the see, we were talking about this yesterday. We were talking about comedy. The 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 cultural impact can't be measured if because you weren't there to feel what it felt like. To watch something that looks so fucking dope, you're, that, you're spoiled by Dragon Ball Z. You're uh, you're spoiled. You're spoiled by Goku uh, fighting Kelfa, rolling off her beam <laughs> and busting her in the face with the Kamehameha. Yeah, for sure. You're spoiled by that. Yeah, because there wasn't nothing like that before this. Right. This is what started that. So so it's important. But it's not something I would show someone that, that like if somebody was trying to introduce the anime, I would yeah. be like, "You gotta watch Akira." I loved it though. Uh, well, yeah. I think it still holds up. I don't know if I would recommend it to somebody right out the gate to watch. No, right, right. I would recommend. I would recommend other things right now that are just yeah. so up to date. Like I would probably recommend something like a Demon Slayer first because Demon Slayer yeah. is like. Demon Slayer is going to probably be considered one of the greatest animes of all time, at least for this this generation right yeah. now. It's crazy, but you know what's funny to, to even go to that to that example of like just like for the time. This is like I remember you know st- starting comedy and like you know some people were just like, man, Richard Richard Pryor isn't that funny to me, and I was just like, bro, you don't understand what Richard Pryor was doing when Richard Pryor did it. It was the first of its kind. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like it's like if you weren't there, if you weren't there to feel it happen. Right. You it it, it you know to use a, to reuse an analogy, it's it's like when you it's like when your grandfather tried to tell you how uh, you know Shucky Matthews was good at basketball and you're like, "Well, dad, uh, you know, yeah. Gail Sayers was a It's like, "Yeah, dad, but uh, like all Ronnie. I see is stats and a couple highlights." I, but I wasn't there to feel it. Yeah. So what it what, it's like because that's gonna be happening in twenty yeah. years. You are gonna be telling your son. You are gonna be trying to tell your son how uh, you know how KD was a beast or whatever. And yeah. he's gonna be like, what? there's gonna be another dude that's seven foot that's like <laughs> that plays like 
as fast as like John Morant shoots like Steph Curry can yeah. athletic as LeBron yeah. and and it's just like yeah you're, and you're right it's like I, I, there's been times where I had to sit back and be like all right I gotta be like all right for me and watching at the time that I watched it but when you give me the date of when this came out when I, when it's, you know you know the date of Akira because I think when I first watched it was like maybe two thousand and maybe two thousand and two or two thousand and one um, a buddy I used to work at a movie theater uh, called Weneka Weneka Twenty One and a buddy of mine brought the brought the DVD and he's like, I, I need you to watch this since you like anime a lot. This is like the the Godfather of like how anime started to go this route, or even like how it, how it was visually done with the facial expressions because they weren't doing any of that back then. And when I watched, it, I was like, Oh, this is I was like this is pretty cool. And then I rewatched it again like last year, but I had to go back. All right, yo, this shit came out like in the eighties, fam. Like like you said, if I would have saw this in the eighties when I was like, I was I was born in eighty five. So let's say I would have saw it even in eighty nine, right? Eighty nine or even ninety, I probably would have been like, "This is probably the most incredible shit in the oh, world." Yeah, I, like I, I, that's when I saw it. Yeah, I saw it in the eighties, and I was like, "I get it." Like, but you know, but you know what? You know what just came out? On, it's on Netflix now, and I don't, and I can't believe they even let it <laughs> on there. Exactly uh, bastard. Bastard, bastard! It it I saw it. I it's an old anime, and I I saw it in like two thousand three or whatever. This this kid Brown that lived o- across the hall from me mm. was really in the anime, and 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 this shit is because you know because here's the wild shit. I'm glad that all the prudes and people haven't gotten to anime yet, right? Because that shit goes harder than any. Like the shit they'll let slide in the anime that wouldn't even make it on on Cinemax. You know what I'm saying? The violence and the sex stuff that yeah. that, that will slide in some anime, especially the animes from the '80s. It's like this show is about an evil wizard that that they that they've trapped, but they have to let him out because there's an even bigger evil that. So he's evil, nigga, but he but he's the he's the hero, but he ain't the good guy. And he just, uh. and it's like if he see a bitch, he want her. That's his. If he see, you know, it's like, but he's trapped. He's trapped in a little kid. Oh, okay, okay. And oh, so yeah. the only, and so the only way to, w- the only way to wake him out a little kid is a virgin has to kiss the kid, and then he wakes up. But every time they, every time they wake him up, the seal gets weaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the, so every time they wake him up, they risk it. They ain't gonna be able to put him back down. So it's, like, it's that kind of thing. But it's like, but I, I saw it the first day it was on Netflix. And I was like, I can't fucking believe this is on Netflix, and it's in high def, like it's, <laughs> and and then and then and then within twenty four hours, that shit wasn't in my recommendations no more. Like it's still there, but you got to go find it. It ain't, oh, ain't wow. going to recommend it to you. I was like, who the fuck, who pitched this in the meeting and like didn't tell them what it really was? Yeah, man, that's a, <laughs> I low key want to go watch it now just to just to see. You say, did it come out in two thousands or it's older than that? You just saw it in two thousand. No, no, it can't. It, I think it came out in like the late eighties. Got you. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's what a lot of the dope shit is. But do, I mean, what do we what do we do now? Do we start banning old movies because uh, of some of the language and the stuff that it had back then? No, I mean, I what do, yeah, what do we do at this point? You can't do that. Like. Uh, <sighs> I don't know what is gonna happen culturally because I'm I just turned forty and I I've, I'm officially at that age where the youth don't make sense to me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm I turned thirty seven this year. I'm getting there. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> and like like I was just telling Rob, um, I just read something saying that kids. They use TikTok 
before Google to search things. And that, and that, and that, that <laughs> I can't even, oh, wow. like, I can't even wrap my head around that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you telling me you, you like, you eat, you, you, you eat with your hands behind your back or something. Yeah. It's like, I just don't get it. I, and I'm, and I'm not going to ever get that. Like, I don't get it. But it's like a generation before, it's just like, y'all didn't go look up and stuff like, you know, uh, what, what was it? Not, not a thesaurus. Where were they looking? Encyclopedias for shit? Like, like, like y'all, what's, what's a Google? What is this? We just, and for us, we're just like, how do you not navigate life without Google right now? Mm-hmm. Like every, yeah. everything that's my assessment, like you on that bullshit. Bro, they don't even, te- they don't even teach them the, uh, the Dewey Decimal joint no more. You, you take a kid in the library now, you got to find the shit for them. They don't know how to, they can't go over there and fuck with the. Yeah. And this, this, it, it, and it's uh, like, I feel like. There's no you, card catalog. That's real. That's real. And it's like, it's, it's, it's getting kind of crazy because now we're becoming, we're becoming the old motherfuckers. We're becoming the dudes like, oh, these, these youngsters, ah. And it's like, I don't want to necessarily turn into that fully because I, I do like where I, I feel like, I do feel like our generation is a generation that's, Maybe because we're in the middle right now, yeah. right? We're in the, well, well, the thing is, you started being the old motherfucker, right? You, you know when you see when you when you see all these marketing firms and all that, the generation they want to capture is what eighteen and twenty five. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eighteen and twenty five. Eighteen and twenty five. That's who the commercials are geared towards. That's who the radios geared towards. That's what everything, right? Mm-hmm. And and as soon as you twenty seven. It, that's when it starts. That's when you start hearing songs, and you're like, "What? Who the fuck is this for?" <laughs> right? And, and the further you get away, from, the further you get away from 25, the more you realize the the world is not for you. Yeah, yeah. All the way up until you a senior citizen that nobody gives a fuck about. Well, yeah. I mean, now our music's becoming old school, and it's like that's where it, that's where I was getting hurt when niggas, when people were starting to say like, "Yo, Mary J. Blige is old school," or even like you know, music from the early two like two thousand and two thousand and one is kind of like old school music. You just like, oh shit, I'm old school music now. Yeah, oh, back that ass up is on the oldie stage. It's on the oldie, bro. Well, it's like it's like when you listen to like Jack FM or like one of those like anything play anything stations yeah. and they're like music from the eighties, nineties, and today. It's like today <laughs> is twenty three years now. What the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Right. And that's and that's the crazy part about it. Every time I think about when I graduated high school. And people are like, you going, you know, the 20 year reunion is coming up. And I'm like, 20, 20 year reunion is coming up. Like next year, like I graduated in 03. So next year will be my 20, 20 year reunion for high school. I'm just like, dog, that's you, 20 years. Can you go to the reunion if you dropped out? I think, did you, I think, did you I have to graduate? Yes. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I would say yeah, depending on how popular you are. I think it's all about popularity. Yeah, I don't think it's about anything else I but just, that. Well, I just need to meet up with the niggas <laughs> that I got my GED with. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, man. Are you? Are, wait, are you from here? Where are you from? No, I'm. I'm. I was born in D.C., raised in PG County, Maryland. Oh, my, my, that's where my wife's from. Yeah. So, but I, but I, but I was a foster kid, so I went to a bunch of different. I went to Oxon Hill. I went to Crossland. Um, I went to Friendly. I went to like I went to all of them big high schools, mm-hmm. and so I never really. There's no. I, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that remember me that I don't remember. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even know which reunion. I guess if I had to pick a school to say I'm going to that reunion, it would probably be Oxen Hill. Mm-hmm. But I hated it there. Like, I, like there's nobody that I'm like, because because the only person I really actually remember from there is Rail Rail Battle. Oh, he was there at the same time you was there. Yeah, we. Oh, dope. We went there, Love but Rail. I was only there for like I was only there for a year and a half or two years. I gotta I, now. I gotta see if uh, what high school because I got some family from out there too. They're from uh, Atlanta. And I was trying to see, 
I don't know what high school they went to though. Uh, I don't know if they they went to the local high school in Lanham, but like um, Oxen Hills. I don't know why that sounds familiar because I know I had a cousin that played football. He was really good. Um, and he played to one of those high schools. I think they had a solid football team out there. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've always I don't know. I, I always connect with Maryland cats, man. I love like my, my one of my closest college buddies who I went to Alabama State with. She's from PG County. She call it you know she call it Pretty Girl yeah, County. Yeah, you know people, the the DMV area. We're like the. Uh... Like if life is a fighting game, mm. we the Ryu of niggas. <laughs> we the all we all around niggas out the there. Shoto. Yeah, yeah, we can blend in. DC cats can go anywhere and blend. You know. Yeah, and I feel like what what is that? The most affluential black community in the, the country, right? And essentially, what like, DC? Yeah, well, DMV in, in general, oh, like the Maryland, I'm Bowie, not, all that. See, I don't know about that because I ain't been there in a long time. I don't know about. I, well, when I looked up, I, I think I YouTubed it. And um, you know, YouTube is also the new Google in a sense too. But like, uh, <laughs> it was it would I was looking up like top ten most um, influential black uh, uh, counties, and um, PG County had the most by far, like more than Atlanta. Like it wasn't influential, close. no affluential. So oh, money, much, yeah, just affluential money wise. Majority of like pretty good, um, stable black uh, at least um, um, at least uh, medium homes and higher uh, yeah. when it comes to when it comes to that. Because when I was growing up, DC used to be Chocolate City, right. And and now it's not so black, but gentrifying like a mug over there. Yeah, but everybody moved out to the counties. Yeah, but it's very. It was very like because you also have a lot of black. You have like um, Howard University there too. So it's like, I think you get a lot of there's a lot of educated black people in that area that you know you know own businesses and all this other stuff. So yeah, yeah. But I but it wasn't no money there when I was there. It didn't feel like it anyway. (laughs) But 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 like I said, I I haven't been I haven't been home since two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So I'm sure everything's different now. Yeah, I, I was there in December. Um, I, I mean, I love Maryland. I will be there in September uh, 24th, 25th, and 26th at the DC Improv. You more about tickets? Yeah. yeah, I heard DC Improv is fire too. DC Improv, and I heard uh, I think it's the Bal- is the Baltimore Improv or what's the Baltimore one called? Um, the only club I've been to in Baltimore was Magoobies, which isn't really Baltimore. Right? I, I thought it was like a Baltimore one that has like a like a really big club. It's like this that is really big. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but um, I always I heard DC clubs the, solid. Then the, the, the Baltimore house. Comedy Factory. Yes, I heard it's like a pretty big. Um, he's quick with the fact checks. Uh, <laughs> I heard it's a pretty big. club You're also out there. right about the PG County thing. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. So I, we learned something. That's why I had kids. Cause you, know, you know, I'm leaving LA. <laughs> oh, you gonna leave for? I'm what? leaving. Yeah. So I wanted to. I wanted to squeeze on as many people. Because I was. Because I, I. It was a. It was a. It was a decision. It was something I was. I've been thinking about for a few months. But I. But I decided like a month ago. So where's the location you going to? Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah, man. I liked Austin when I was out there. Yeah, I. I feel good down there, and I. And um. And um. I. I like. I just feel good when I'm down there, and I've been down there like. Six or seven times now. It, it did give me a very Silver Lake feel in a sense, but not all the way Silver Lake yet. But it was, it was still. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a way to describe them. Yeah, it was like I, I mean, if you if you know Silver Lake, California, it's like a it's kind of hipsterish or whatever. And because I'm from here, so like I've like I, I kind of like uh, know the areas a little bit. No, see what you're what you're what you're what you're describing is it used to be. Like one big city that was like Silver Lake and that, but now all everyone's flooding there, and so yes, yes, very true. They're mad. The people, the the natives, don't like it. They, oh, they hated it. But but it's like we're making it better. You know, yeah, the like the if the because that's the thing about gentrification, right? It's like yeah, the prices are going up, but that's all. It, there's also grass right there. It didn't used to be no grass right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It didn't used to be a coffee shop over there. 
Because that's the thing. You If you start, like, there ain't no coffee shops in the hood. There ain't no lattes in the hood. If you if you are next to a coffee shop, you're not safe, but you're not in, you're not, like, deep in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like, the, the, I don't know why where I'm going with this. I'm too high. Um, <laughs> but but I will say with, with just Austin in general, like when I went out there, we did. I think it's the uh, I know Derek Poston was um, supposed to pull up on us, but it's like at the Vulcan. I think it is. Oh yeah, yeah, Vulcan. Yeah. So we went. We we did the shows there uh, with Tony Baker. Shout out to my bro Tony. And um, when we was out there, I was just like, I could, I might be able to live here. Yeah. And I, and I I was like, I get why um, a lot of the LA cast can come here. And it, it's, I feel like it gives you a little bit of an L.A. energy, but it's not fully L.A. But when I was when I was hearing the, the energy from the Austin cats, they was like, yo, we really ain't fucking with y'all because you're trying to come here and y'all starting to vote against stuff that we normally are used to voting for. Whether it's like, you know, guns and stuff like that. And y'all kind of change the California people are flooding to Texas in general. And they're trying to like start to change the outcome of how um, they were voting over there. And a lot of Texas cats weren't feeling that. I was just like, mm, interesting. I mean, some of the shit well, that might need to be changed. deal with it, nigga. It's a free country. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we're looking at it, too. It's like we're getting outpriced out here. That's what it is, too. It's like, what do you want us to do? We're either going to move we're either moving to Texas or we're moving to Atlanta. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. It's like they don't like all the California people coming there, but they like all the money that's coming with it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They like and – you, so, and you can't have both. It's like – it's a it's it's the fat it it just it's the fastest growing city in America all of all, all of a sudden yeah because of us yeah but but, it's, <laughs> but the thing is it's still cheap it's still cheaper than here yeah like that's the thing it's like for what I'm for what I'm renting my small apartment for now I I I can rent a nice house out there you know yeah and that's the that's the thing when you start to see stuff like that like my lady's ready to move she's just like bro I'm down whenever you're down and I was just like I just have I feel like I have my connections out here to where. I'm doing well. This is where I, this right right now. LA is where most of my money's coming from. It's not coming from the road yet. Like right. if my money was coming from the road, I'd be like, "Yo, we can move anywhere." Essentially, because I'm getting road gigs. But it's just like my majority of my money comes from here. So it's just like I can't. I didn't want to make the move because she she's thinking like I was actually more thinking like more of a Texas or somewhere in Georgia. But she's thinking majority Georgia. And I'm just like you know I'm I'm here in Georgia starting to get hot and expensive and like hot in the sense of like getting dangerous. So it's just like, you know. Like Atlanta? Yeah, like if you go on the outskirts of Atlanta, you straight. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad lives in Augusta, and that's like two hours away. But it's like if you're on the outskirts of Atlanta, you cool. But it's, they're saying like right now in the city, certain parts, not all parts. I don't want to like put that whole thing on Atlanta like that. But like there's certain parts where it's like it's hot. It's, it can be. And they sometimes they might be coming for like a, some out of town because they know you fresh. But, but it's expensive too. I mean, if you leave in LA because it's expensive, Atlanta ain't where you want to go. Not the heart of Atlanta, especially if you're gonna yeah. go to like the outer part where you can probably yeah. still pay. My boy, my boy, uh, my boy Lou's from there. He's from like Cobb County. It's like I guess like a little further. And it was like he was showing me houses for like what I'm paying for my rent out here. And I was just like, yeah, we would have a four bedroom. Easy, and I'm like, we're struck. We're we're in this little two bedroom apartment that's like not even a newer building. It's like an older building. It's <laughs> it's well, that's that's the one thing. I, that's the one. That's one. So, so right before we we the last person that was no, my last guest was this guy, L.A. in a minute, mm-hmm. and we were just we were talking about you know his encyclopedic knowledge of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But one thing I hate about out here is everything. There's a there's a mentality that everything is more valuable. Mm. So like you'll see a car on the side of the road and it'll be like a two thousand uh two thousand uh two uh Ford Bronco ninety thousand miles. Um I want thirteen thousand dollars for it. It's like what? Yeah. 
You look up the Kelly Blue Book for it. It's like, bro, it's not even. It's, it's right. half of that. That's the, the Kelly Blue Book say you owe me. Take it from me. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but everything out here is like just a little overpriced. And now that that the pan all those little pandemic protections are starting to get leased up. Yeah. It's like, bro. Yeah, because I'm 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 moving out, and my roommates have to take over the lease, mm. and the rent went up four hundred dollars. So, Whoa! So just from so we start we I, I've been living in this particular place for almost oh, going on four years, mm. but the but the lease went month to month over the pandemic, but they never raised the rent. So it's been the, the rent's been the same the whole time I've been living there. Yeah, and but now that I'm leaving, they got they have to redo the lease, and it went up to market. And, and like bastards. I can't do it, man. And I know some people where that they don't have no rent control, and their shit is their shit has gone up like. 25%. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that? Your rent just jumping like you They raised so- they raised our rent I think a year or two ago like 3%. <laughs> And I was just like, this is outrageous. Like I was <laughs> yeah, and every, everything's more expensive, man, including tickets. Yeah. You know, and comedy clubs still pay the same. Yeah. As they did in the 80s. Even just basic shit like groceries are up 10, 12%. Yeah. And it, well, comedy clubs are not necessarily paying the same. I feel like comedy clubs are they whoa, they're fucking the feature right now. Like the, I feel like back in the '80s, wasn't the feature getting like around a G, and then no. the headliner? Or I feel like they, they no, said no, the feature no. was getting more back the feature, in the day. The, the features were getting the features were getting the same as they're getting now. It's just that it was that it was more money. Like uh, okay, a hundred dollars a show now is was more money back then. Yeah, but but you know the, everything has gone up except pay. Yeah, and the openers they might as well like like sometimes I feel bad like if if I have a local opener or something. And, and I'm like, um, I'm like, where you come from? They're like, oh, I drove from you know some city that's 50 miles away, and they got to get their own Airbnb, and yeah. they they getting paid 50 bucks a show, and gas yeah. so, costs six dollars. Yeah, so they losing yeah. money. And I'm like, I remember those days. It just don't feel right to me. Yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not a fan of like, like if if you're gonna if we're gonna bring a feature, that's why a lot of these clubs too are trying to get local local features because it's like if they're getting a local local act, it's like all right, cool. They live like five or ten miles away. We can probably actually pay him seventy five a show, not even a whole hundred dollars a show, and then you know he'll be cool, he or she will be cool with getting paid you know for something to five something for the for the for the weekend. Whereas if we're coming from out of town, five hundred is probably my ticket to get there. You know, and I, and if I, I you know, you, you better bring merch as a feature. But if you don't sell merch well, you fucked. Man, and then some people don't let you sell merch. Some headliners don't, man. The devil. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, get your money, survive. Yeah, man, that's why it, you know what's happening to comedy right now. It's the same thing that happened to TV. You know, is is that now the barrier to entry is being financially stable. So like, that's why TV has become so. It's homogenized the word. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you you have to be you have to be a rich white kid that went to NYU to get a writer's job, and so all the shit's being written by the same kind of person. That's why all the you know shit I mean? looks the same, sounds all look the yeah. same, sound the same. It's Man. like the taste where you're like, how the fuck is Ted Lasso an award winning show? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Right, I, I, just, I, I told you my reasoning by why, why it's. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Ted yeah, Lasso it's, fan. It's but, not good. Yeah. It's not good. I haven't, I haven't watched it. it you know, I'm missing. Like, bro, I, look, I and I gave it a shot, and I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I watched maybe I think six episodes. Mm. I don't know, but it was like you keep expecting something to matter. Yeah, 
It it came out during the pandemic, so people were looking for something that went down easy. Yeah, and 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 had low low drama, low stakes, yeah. which so, is normally not what we want from a TV show. But right, what would you consider the award winning show then? Right now, that you that you that you that you guys are watching, what would you be like? All right, this bro, shit needs to be, bro. The, to me, one of the best shows I've ever I've seen in the last in my whole life, honestly, was um was the Watchmen joint on HBO. Oh yeah, yeah. That shit was perfectly written, filmed, shot. It was a one-off. Uh, I, that's disappointing because I'm I'm here for a season two of that. Yeah, I, I heard nothing but good things. I, I still never watched it, but wow, I heard nothing bro. but good things about that show. I've never I heard nothing negative. Bro, from beginning to end, it's great. It's great. That's one with Regina King, right? Regina mm-hmm. King. Yep. I guess she's a bigger star in it. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Regina King. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. It, yep. It was fantastic. Um, but what was something else that hold that that is up to that caliber? Comedy, I would put Fleabag in there. I've never I'll, watched Fleabag. I never. What, what's it on right now? I think you can watch it on. It's it's a British show, but I think you can watch it on Amazon. I think it was pretty See, popular. I don't, I don't watch okay. comedy. I don't. I don't enjoy watching comedy. It, this is like more. I mean, this is definitely in comedy. It's like Phoebe Waller's Bridge, the the uh, comedian. Uh, she's a British comedian and like writer and producer and everything, but. Mm. Uh, but yeah. you know it's the British thing, so it's like it's like three seasons, and each one of them is like just six episodes. Yeah, can we and... talk? Can we talk about this too? Got you. This this influx of British comedians. <laughs> Nobody's asking for that shit. <laughs> I'm so sick of these fuckers, people. Like, because British people already think they better than us, <laughs> and their comedy is at least fifteen years behind. <laughs> you know, but they be coming over this motherfucker cocky like they invented stand up. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's like two or three of y'all nice. <laughs> two or three of y'all nice. The rest of y'all can suck my dick. Don't come. Don't come over here. Come over here, humble, my nigga. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why us in general. We're just like, yo, don't come over here thinking you're better than us, and you ain't put the work in over here yet. What we do over here is not what I do over there. But I do hear they get more time per show. I think it's like they they average like twenty minutes for like well, a regular show is like twenty minutes. But, but also the, the thing over there, this is what I would. This is what I do love about uh, British people. Don't come for me. But their <laughs> their culture is an arts, their theater culture, right? So, so they like you can be a no name comic and still make a living because they respect it as as a as an occupation. You know it's I mean? more they respect the art form a lot more, especially because L A. Even though L A. is probably the second hub for stand up, because New York's the mecca in a sense, but like L A. I feel like it's still not necessarily fully respected as the arts out here because there's so much other arts out here. Yeah, I mean it's just the way it's just. Can can we Rob loves it when we when we um when we bring when we blank, when we bring up capitalism and how it how it <laughs> how it infects everything, yeah. but it really it's it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that like we live in a world that is headed by our nation where think about it like this the best the best athlete in the world don't make the most money off their sports. The best actor don't make the most money off movies. The best musician don't make the most money off music. Mm-hmm. The people that make the most money off all those things are not the people that do the things. Yeah, they're behind you know the scenes. Yeah, yeah. The true. best chef in the world don't make the most money from 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 him cooking. Yeah. So it's like we live in that kind of environment where it's like it's all about how much wealth you can extract from somebody else's work. Yeah. And so we we. It, we need a union, is what I'm trying to say. Com- comedians need oh, a union. Yeah, yeah. But, but what For makes sure. it hard for us to form a union is because 
the the goats they don't benefit from it so and and without their leverage the union wouldn't have no teeth you know yeah yeah like yeah because you know chris rock dave Chappelle, louis they don't need a union yeah they they can get what they get whatever they ask for you know you know as long as you don't rape the wrong person (laughs) yeah and and, and you're and you're right because i i remember uh this this is when clubhouse was hot when clubhouse first came out it was like the, the the new social media platform there was a uh, there's a room on there where a couple of like bigger comedians got jumped on there, and they were talking about how we do need a union for uh, for stand up, and people were like yeah we just need a union and, so, and somebody was like all right what's the plan, and it was like uh, I mean we we, we just need one and it's just like all right we gotta come <laughs> right. get, we gotta put a fucking real plan together a tangible plan that shows that we need we can get these things we need we're going to need the, some of the big dogs to come in here and be like yo we're going to support this because if we don't then. Essentially, we're back to ground zero. With but then, it. but then here's here's the here's the here's the uh, here's the opposite side of that. So, so, so let's say we have a plan, mm. we have a structure and all of that. Then you still have to decide what's going to be the criteria for entry. Yeah, who, who, yeah. Who gets to decide whether you are comic enough to be in the comedians' union? And let's be real, man. As much as I love comedians. I also hate comedians at the same time. Yeah. We are fucking snobs. We will turn our nose up at you. We would talk about how, because if you don't like a certain style of comedy, they're not really a comedian to you. And it's just like, yeah, you're right now. Who's, go- who's going to be the gatekeeper of that? And if you have certain gatekeepers, they're not going to let certain people in just off the rip. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be Brian Simpson. He should be the gatekeeper. Yeah, I mean, I well, like yeah, if I was God say. of comedy and I, it, it was completely up to me. Yeah, because I don't mind. And that's another thing, too. It's like, I don't mind making choices that upset people. What would be your criteria then? Mm, I haven't given this a lot of thought, which is what I was just criticizing. <laughs> um, I, I, I would, Got him. I would give, I mean, obviously you have to be, you have to be funny. Mm-hmm. So maybe I would say, um, no, because see, because I, I would like to say you have to be passed at one of the major clubs, but they, some, of that, some of that can be political but, in but, a sense. Yeah, and then that's yeah. kind of shaky, and then that, yeah. and then uh, that also puts that also puts the power back into the hands of like old white people. Um, yeah. that's part of the issue with like SAG after where in order for you to get your SAG card, you have to have a certain you know you have to be in a certain number of TV shows or a mm. certain number of speaking roles in movies, etc. And that just means that, well, indie an indie movie that you make with your friend doesn't necessarily qualify for that. You need it needs to be a produced and distributed. Yeah, you got to get a certain amount of vouchers. Then right. Once you pick, once you get all your vouchers, you got to pay damn near four grand, if not four grand now, it keeps going up or whatever the case may be. And that's just the, the minimum amount of dues. Yeah, nigga, and, I did a. It's ridiculous. And, and SAG is, a, I mean, SAG is a great union. I'm not gonna. I'm it not, is. I'm, it's, not, I'm it's, not talking shit on SAG. I'm yes. just saying it shows how complicated it gets once you start trying to figure out what are for sure. what are the levels going to be that people need to. Yeah. What are the hurdles you need to clear? For sure. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I did a. I did a. <clears throat> I did a web only commercial mm-hmm. that paid me seven hundred dollars, but it made me a mush joint. So I had to pay the four thousand dollar dues, which felt like it. I felt like they took way more than that. But, but, so so I had spent I had to spend four thousand dollars to make seven hundred dollars, and I haven't had I haven't gotten a roll since. And that's uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's where it's real. I know I, I I'm must join too, and I guess I don't. I guess when you're must join, I I think they were saying telling me the next project I have to do if it, if it's SAG I have to join it. If it is SAG, 
But like my agents pretty much like just commercial wise. Now I don't have I don't even have theatrical rep. But like commercial wise, they'll just be like, we're gonna send you on a whole bunch of non union until you until we can see there there's a, a union commercial that's gonna pay you pay for your dues because it's like we're not gonna send you on a union commercial and we feel like it's not going to get that type of burn. And then all of a sudden you got to come out the pocket for three and a half of that four grand. And it's just like, that's, that's crazy. A lot, most actors are, are broke. We're, we're trying to, we're, we're still working side gigs or whatever the case may be. And it's Bro, just like, it's, it's people on TV shows is broke. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, perception is reality. A lot of people are on these TV shows thinking like they're even getting, they even got a good shake and they don't have a good shake out of it. Yeah. Like euphoria. You think it's like Zendaya, her mama and that, and that one, uh, that one bully. The yeah. only niggas making money. <laughs> yeah, and I know Nika. Nika's great. She she plays Zendaya's mom. Um, she's a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian. So oh, yeah, Nika King. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nika King. Good so, people. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but but it's you're right. It's like a lot of cats are like when you're in this shit. It's like your people, your family, your friend. They see you on TV and they assume like, oh, this nigga got money now. Yeah. And it's just like no, That's like the curse, nigga. I be trying to tell them I don't got no damn money. <laughs> and and and, I don't, and then when you say you don't got money, they think you being humble. Exactly. Exactly. Like, no. No. Like. Like. Y'all don't get it. Like. I. J- all of this work and sacrifice <laughs> was so I could get the job. Right. That don't pay me no money. Yeah. If I don't. If I don't have. If I, if I don't have a wife. I don't. I, I can't pay my rent. <laughs> right. Like she. If she don't pay her half of the rent, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, that's. This is why I'm married. I'm married. That's part of the reason why I'm married. Right. It was like, hey, I, I gotta. And, and here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. Is. Is the the barrier to more money is representation yeah which means you got to give them a piece of the money so so it's like because i tried to explain this to my man i tried to explain how to explain this to my parents where i was like if where i'm like if it's like yo if you make seventy thousand dollars as a as a as an electrician right and i make a hundred thousand dollars from doing a tv show well you got to pay 28 percent taxes I gotta pay taxes plus commission to the agent, the lawyer, the manager, union dues. So, but when it's all said and done, you're actually making more money than me. Ex- you you might come home with forty percent of your bread, if that, if that. And but but the perception because the thing is, it used to be when network on network TV there was way more money in it because yeah. there were commercials. It was advertising money. Right. But the, but the new media, so the streaming services get away with being new media. Yeah. So they don't have to pay all the shit that everybody else pay. They don't got to get, there's no residuals and none of that other stuff. It ain't like, like you can't band together like the niggas from friends and be rich for life. <laughs> it's just, it's just not that right. way no more. It, like once you stop, once the show stop, you, you broke. Yeah. You got to, you, you need another show. It, it ain't like it used to be where you could get on one thing and be good. Yeah. So, so, you see cats double dipping. You see cats doing two shows like at once. Oh yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Or like even back in, I remember uh, I took a commercial class when I first started trying to trying to get into commercials. I remember he told he was a commercial guy from the '90s, and he was saying how like he was like, yeah, you guys got to kind of. It's like even though there is, I guess there is technically more because of the web, but they can screw you pay wise because he's like back then he was like if I did a a McDonald's commercial, he's like bro, I was making seventy to like ninety grand, and it was like. That money doesn't really exist anymore, right? In commercials, and it's like that's why I, I used to hate Hulu. Cause I'm like, it's commercials anymore, but like, yeah, but they getting paid though. Like, I'd rather yeah. have some shit on Hulu because they can pay people. They can afford to pay people. At least yeah. that's what it, that's what it is in my mind. Right? I ain't never had to deal with Hulu. I don't know if they fuck you anyway. They could. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, you don't. Are, so, are you? Are you? Do, do you lean more towards like is is the goal to to get on TV and not do stand up anymore? Like, I know a lot of cast that fuck do that. No. Yeah. No. 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 
everything is a means to do stand up. Right. Because I want control. I'll say no to some shit. It's like it's like I'll, I'll if Holly, you know, show business to me is like I swoop in, get a bag, and swoop out. But I want to be able to make money from something that don't make me feel miserable. Right. And I don't. And maybe I can count on one hand the amount of times I've been on a TV set where I, where I didn't hate ninety percent of it. Of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where because it's all. It's first of all the teamwork. Ugh. <laughs> You know, a team player like that, man. No, 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 because and, and it's only because you're usually surrounded by people that how do I put it? You're usually surrounded by people that don't really have they don't have the talent that goes with the job they have, mm. and they and so they're they're either bullshitting or like they've learned how to pretend like they know what they're talking about. And, like, yeah. and I don't have time for people. People start but when I when I sense the slightest bit of bullshitting from you, I just I can't. I just I can't. I can't talk. <laughs> like just stop talking. I don't want to small talk you. I don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And and it's that it, it's 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 the way they just disrespectfully waste your time. Cuz that's the thing. Everything else is the same except the money. The the way they the way they fucking will have you on set for five hours doing nothing. Yeah, the game is the game. They call it they call it hurry up and wait. So it's like they they they're getting you ready for for the the next the next shot or whatever the case may be. So you can just wait for it. In yeah. Sense. So it's like you get ready, you sit there, and the next thing you know, you're just sitting there waiting for like another hour or two. You might do a little quick shot, go back, and you wait for another three hours for the next thing to bro, set up, and you just like. Bro, I had a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a thing where because this is always a game I play with my. This is a game that gets played with my reps is. Uh, is they know that I don't respect those call times mm-hmm. because they're always bullshit. Like always, one hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. If 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 a producer tell you that you need to be on set at noon, nigga, you ain't doing nothing until four o'clock. E- easy. Mm-hmm. And they and they and then and the thing is, they, or if they say, hey, we need an audition by Friday, they really don't need it till next month. <laughs> they use the word need. They don't mean that. And and and, and so and so. I was on a thing one time and um and and they they told me I needed to be there like noon or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get there." And so um uh my manager set up a car service which kind of, which which basically forces me to leave the house at a certain time. Got you. Right? And and cuz cuz and these people were like because because the, these people were like, he, you absolutely have to be here at noon. There's no way to extend it. We can't stretch it out. It's essential. It's this, 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 and that, right? Mm. Car service goes to the wrong address. It's on the other side of the city. Mm, yeah. So now it's going to take another hour and a half before a car comes. And you know where they go? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and, you understand what I'm saying? They just monopolize your time. They just take it because they think they can. And, and th- so m- my point is, I don't enjoy making movies and TV and stuff like that because yeah. of the because the inefficiency drives me insane. I think on I think for on there in the package play devil's advocate in that sense is like I think for them they rather have you there in their presence and know that you're there than not have you there. Yeah, but you know what they should they should rather have somebody that can organize it in an efficient manner. You know what I'm saying? Or nigga, or at least give me some activities, nigga, some arts and crafts. <laughs> now that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. And I'm laughing, but like, but like, in all honesty, they're like, if you're 
Maybe I mean maybe if your trailer had if you do get a good trailer and it's like it has a TV and stuff like that or like if you have something in there where you can do like some little uh, they got like a little maybe a little PS5 or if you a, a Wii not a Wii but like a, a, a Nintendo Switch in there for you to set up so you can play for a while then that, yeah that's different but, but like but, but because yeah. he, because here's the other side of it Keenan I get where you coming from but it's it's at the point where because okay so this used to happen in the military where you know the general goes I want everybody there at seven a.m. Right, mm. and then that person not want to take any chances. They go, I won't. They tell the next person down, have everybody here at six forty-five, and then so on and so forth. So and then, and then when it gets down to my rank, mm. I'm standing out there at five a.m. <laughs> waiting for two and a half hours <laughs> because no one had the balls to be like, this, this isn't necessary, right? Yeah, and that's what happens in the in the show business. Is is yeah, I get that you want me there in case you need me but it gets to a point where it's excessive where yeah. it's like yeah you have me be, have me be there an hour ahead of time yeah Man, but it's like you know goddamn well i ain't doing nothing until after lunch because that's another thing yeah i get there how many times have you gotten on set and they go oh yeah yeah we about to eat lunch so that ain't so ain't nothing even happening <laughs> you want me there at noon and lunch is at noon that's facts right so it's like to me it's at the point where it's like they just don't respect your time yeah. That's really this, and 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 I, and and I, and here's the thing, I, to give credit to your point, I agree with you. I'm I'm just talking about how I'm built. Yeah, is it irritates me more than a healthy person would be irritated. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it, it bothers me to the point where like it's going to affect my work. I you know I, you know what it could be too, and I want to know when this happened or who did it, but there had to be like an actor or an actress. That was just fucking time in the ass for, with them. Like they were just like, "Yo, this is the time we need you to be here, even if it's an hour early." And they was coming three to four hours late. And I think I can see that being a thing to where it's just like, you know what? Because every time I talk to people on set too, I know because I, I I actually like I actually like like talking to the to the crew a lot of times because like some, a lot of times they're just like they're cool they'll be down to earth. And crew will tell you but like, "Yo, man, a lot of times actors are babies, man. We gotta treat them like children because." They, you know, they don't, they don't come on time. They'll come two hours late, even if you tell them a call time or whatever. And sometimes it is because it's probably how you That's feel. That's why. Yeah. And then sometimes they, they might need that shot. And it's just like, yo, they, if they were here a fucking hour ago, we'll be done. We'll be going home an hour early. That's bullshit. And That's absolutely, bullshit. and that that, that could. And I agree with it. It, it, it is normal because most sets do run late. Most sets are running. Most sets that I've been on run behind. Uh, but I will, I will say, I feel like this had to come from some type some actors or actors in general to where they kept just showing up hella late when they said be here an hour beforehand they were showing up four hours late and it's like you know what they all gotta suffer now. you know who do that stars <laughs> stars do that yeah i've heard i've heard some infamous stories about some stars they, they purposely won't show up for hours and hours upon hours but i mean yeah. I'm, a, I'm a military it's, kid it's, too it's like because by the time they became a star enough but because here's the thing by the time because because somebody at our level ain't gonna show up late unless you me. <laughs> but but most people are too scared to rock the boat. But but so by, but by, but by the time you become you know Tom Cruise, yeah. and you can show up whenever you want to, you've already been your time has been fucked six ways from Sunday 
for 10 years by yeah, the time yeah. you get to that point and you're like, look, I'm going to show up when the fuck I feel like it. Right. What's the real call time? Just tell, can we do that? Can we just tell people the real time that they need it? <laughs> let's try it. Let's try to, let's try to break the trend. Well, I think what it is too, when you know, you, you know, you can get there at a certain time. You're willing to be there at a certain time. Like you're not going to be whatever. Let's say, let's say your actual call time. You actually had to be there at 7 a.m. Right. And you know, you're going to get there at 6:45, Right. You know you. You just like, all right, I know I'm going to get there at least 15 minutes early. So I don't need to be told to be here three hours earlier. Like, right. like for me, um, like I, I, my, my dad's a Marine. So I grew up in that military time, getting up at fucking 3 a.m., 4 a.m. to go to school. And school ain't starting until like 8. And it's just like, so, and, and, I, I, and honestly, that's where I'm, I'm normally always on time to where, where I go to. It's like my time thing. People would tell you like, oh, you're pretty, like you're pretty on time for you know, a black dude. Like most people are like black people ain't on time like that. I'm I'm on time. You know, that's also that's also fucked up. With the reason the reason why the reason we got the reputation for not being on time is because we traditionally had to use public transportation. Yeah. And that shit don't be on time. That shit don't be on time. So I I know for me, I get you. I'm with you in that sense because I, I know for me, I'm going to show up. If you tell me if let's say you really need to be there at seven, I will most likely be there. Like today I was here, even though I, I was at the wrong building. <laughs> I was trying to find a building, but I was here like around two thirty five. And because I one, I didn't know how far it was. And then I put it in. I was like, oh, I was already going to I was kind of already like coming towards this way. So I just let me put the address in. And I was like, oh, it's only like 12 minutes away from here. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm going to be I just chill in my car for a second. But like. You know, I, I traditionally, when people tell me a certain time, I normally, my dad told me, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Yeah. It, and you know why that is? It's because if you plan on being early and something goes wrong, you can still be on time. Exactly. If you plan on being on time, then it's almost like you're assuming that nothing will go wrong. And something almost always goes wrong. And this is L.A. L.A., you're, you're, you're going to hit that traffic hit at a certain traffic. time. And then you're going to hit some more possible just bullshit on top of that. So it's like, yeah, that's why I know. I know for me, I I, I am I am the early person. I, I do I do come early. I normally wake up, you know, I wake up a, a half an hour early just to get just to get there because I I hate being late to be honest with you. It fucks me up, yeah. Yeah, but I understand the like, yo, now I got to sit here for three hours and do nothing. All right, cool. Is it cool if I go to sleep then? Can I, mean, I give me I'm, a bed to sleep? On? I'm all, I'm almost never late. How many times have I been late to the podcast, Rob? Twice. Yeah. Like I I'm, right. ne- I'm always here. Like uh, yeah. So that's. We kind of went off on a tangent, but yeah, I, I'm not. I would rather do comedy. That comedy is <laughs> oh, my yeah. focus. I'd rather do comedy <laughs> and have my podcast so that I can be in control. Of it. Right. And, and maybe it's more to do with me being a control freak. You know what I mean? Well, no, I, I, I'm 100% with you. And I, I've never been a fan of, like, if you if you say you like stand up or love stand up, stand up should always be there. Like, you should always have stand up because it's the only thing that we, that's like, where we have the power over. It's like it, like at the end of the day, when it comes to TV, commercials, movies, all this type of stuff. If you do, if you say the wrong thing, you're done for. If you, oh, this motherfucker getting too old, getting out of shape. Uh, you don't, you you got into a little bit of a, an accident, so now you low, your piece of your face is fucked up. They'd be like, well, you're not getting the same roles anymore. We're sorry, we don't get, we're not getting a lot of calls for you anymore. But if you got stand up, if you built that fan base, you can always hit that road. And if you're if you're if if you have a, a good enough fan base, you're picking up twenty to fifty k a weekend, more than that, depending on how you're doing it. Yeah, true, true, true. And so it's like, I'm not. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, neither am I. I'm not either. But it's like I like I. I remember I heard, I heard a story about a comedian was just like, oh, he was just like, damn, I need, he's like, I need like 200 grand this weekend. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go hit Vegas. And he hit Vegas for the weekend and made 200K. And he's a, he's a big, he was a bigger comic. But it was just like, to say I need 200K and 
I'm just gonna do Vegas. Well, real wait, quick. my nigga, how the fuck are you in a position where you need two hundred thousand dollars? Well, because they didn't want to. I got the story that I was told was that this person wanted to buy something brand new, and they didn't want to spend the money that they already just had. They wanted to just go pick up the money, grab that money, use that money, still have their money. Okay, that they their millions that they already have, whatever it is, million whatever it is. This is just the story I was told, and I'm just like. I, I didn't give a fuck about none of that. I can't, I gave a fuck about the fact that you was able to just make a call to Vegas and be like, yo, I, I want to do this spot down there and pick up and sell out that quickly and pick up that much money. And this is like, this is, uh, I would say early 2000s when it happened. Late 90s, oh, early yeah. 2000s. So this is years. This wasn't it's recently. Like but like, it was just like, dog, we're both hurting our careers. <laughs> hey, just don't book us for shit. We don't. We want comp- no. Um, but I, I want. I want all. I mean, trust me. I want to do like. I, like I want to do TV. I want to do movies. I want to do all that stuff. But I would never. I, like I guess I would look at it how like kind of Kevin Hart is. Like Kevin was. Kevin Hart said something like he was like I'll never quit stand up. No matter what. No matter how much money I'm getting from movies. No matter. That's how I look at it. Like, I will never quit doing stand up because one is my no. release in therapy. But then it's. And, and I will never pick those other things over this. Right. No. It's like, if you can get to a point, so, would you? so you were trying to move your schedule, like, yo, so I got these dates, and I need y'all to kind of work around and shoot around those dates. Do you, uh, are you big on, on, on the news? Kind of. Because that's, that's kind of what we do here. We we read uh, strange articles. Let's do it. About, because I hate asking the questions that everybody, so how did you start doing this? No. Um, <laughs> so, Rob, let's, uh. Let's get let's give him a good one. A good one? Damn, did I put these man, I'd be fucking these up. Police used a baby's DNA to investigate its father for a crime. That's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I added that one. Yeah, so okay, so basically <clears throat> police used the baby's DNA to investigate his father for a crime. Well, I think they actually caught the father. Um if you're born in the United States within the last 50 years or so, or so, chances are good that one of the first things you did as a baby was give DNA samples to the government by the 1970s. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so just give us the gist of this, Rob. This this this, this newborn baby, the police couldn't get a warrant for this guy's DNA. Mm-hmm. So instead they went to the hospital and t- and the hospital lab gave them the DNA from the newborn baby, which allowed them to connect him to this crime. There's no law against that. Not well. Right now, there's a there's a lawsuit. There's a public records lawsuit that's being fought, that was filed in uh, New Jersey last month, and that's how we know that this is uh, a systematic thing that's being done in not just New Jersey, but New Jersey is particularly egregious. Yeah, where these hospitals are handing over huge data sets of baby DNA so that they can then arrest the parents of these children. And the, and the reason why the reason why the DNA is taken in the first place is it comes out of a good a good place because it, it they're testing for certain genetic abnormalities and diseases and stuff like that. So there's different uh, um, batteries of tests of tests for different states. Yeah, because my what because my understanding is isn't that a violation of HIPAA? Like your medical they they can't just give away your blood without right. It, I, the, the, the crazy part. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say. I feel like we always have to look in the good and the bad. Does the out, good outweigh the bad? The fact that they were like, "All right, we can do this," but it's just like we didn't think about this side of it. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is yeah, because you <laughs> know why? Because so, so this is what's so wild to me in America. It's two groups of people that we worship that I don't get: billionaires and cops. Mm-hmm. It's like 
Cops are just regular people. Some of them fucking suck at it. But we work. We, but but some people have this idea that like cops are like comic book Captain America. Like they would never do a wrong the wrong thing. Yeah. It's like why the fuck would you give police access to limitless <laughs> DNA data? There, there there there's been too many, especially when it comes to like the big the big city dogs, right? The LAPDs, the NYPDs, and being you know having a lot of having a lot of spaces where they they could be crooked, and it's just like bro. I, I just can't trust them fully. Like, there's there's for sure good people in there, but there's also some people that's like, yo, fuck it, we got to get some stuff done. How We, we got to go to Dirty Way, let's go to Dirty Way to do it. Especially the people that are like, where it's like, where it's like, oh, your body cam just happened to turn off at the moment that would have <laughs> decided whether you did the shit evilly or not. You know what I'm saying? What was the thing that just happened did it just happen today or yesterday where they shot at the guy after he threw his gun away and they hit six people behind him? Oh, oh I didn't I didn't hear. Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll look it up. You, uh, yeah. You need to go to the range, my nigga. That <laughs> <laughs> nigga's terrible, eh? Yeah, I mean, how far away was they shooting? Yeah, and that's a, yeah, so it's <sighs> Bro, I feel like I feel like with a pistol within 10 yards, if you if you miss, you shouldn't be a cop. It was last night in downtown Denver. How how what was the what was the distance? Uh, the, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's on like the, it's on the street, but it's sort of like the, it looks like the street was like closed off for like, a you know, like all the clubs and stuff have like food and drinks yeah, yeah. and stuff out there. Kind of like a block party, but like a, you know, a city block party. Like, or I had to shoot him to protect those people that well, I actually shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this guy has a, this, this guy has a black hoodie and he, and the cops draw their weapons and are aiming at him, and he and he takes the gun and he throws. He has his hands up and he runs. He's trying to like get away, and he throws the gun away. Mm-hmm. And as his hands are up, then the guy, the cop, shoots him, shoots him like three times, and then uh, the other cops they get triggered. Like you know, when one dog barks, all the other dogs start barking, right, right. and they just start firing. And they hit six different people that are all now recovering from severe injuries. It says. Did, so did anybody die from it? Like did even the, the guy with the, the guy that, the the guy that had the gun, although he threw it away. Yeah. The guy that had the gun died because he was shot like three or four times. And and what's up with the cops? Are they arrested? Are they suspended? Well, I'm sure they're going to do an internal investigation. They're going to investigate themselves. Y'all know how they do. Well, I just I just don't see what he did wrong. I just don't. We've talked about changing the name of the podcast to Internal Investigations. That's what it's every single news story. There's an internal investigation. I'm gonna get some t-shirts up to say I've investigated myself, and it turns out. I'm right. Yeah, about everything. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it. I'm right. It's. It, I don't know, man. It's just when you're giving that much power to, uh, in a lot of cases, a dude that wasn't even cool in high school and probably got no pussy in high school. Oh wow! <laughs> you, you going there with it? That too. I mean, that's part of it. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the whole thing, of course. But like, of, but I do think there's some some people out there like you give them power. When you give people power inherently, they they abuse it. Like most people can't handle it. Well, this is this is connected. This next headline. The headline is just great. An entire North Carolina police department resigned after a black woman town manager was hired. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So in Kinley, North Carolina, 
<laughs> the mass exodus of an entire police department after the hiring of a black town manager in North Carolina has opened a conversation about public safety and race relations in a small town <clears throat> of just over 1,500 residents. That's a hella small town. That's a, yeah. How, how big is the police department? Like eight people? It's like yeah. six people, I think. Last okay. week, the entire police department, well, you know, how, that, that's how they exaggerate stuff. The entire police department. And it's like six, eight people. Yeah. Like, um, last week, the but that is still crazy. The entire police department of Kenley, North Carolina, resigned citing a hostile work environment less than two months after Justine Jones, a black woman, began her role as the town's newly selected city manager. Joy Wright, a local business owner, said the community is concerned about what the collective police retreat means for the future of the town. Wright also said she was most mostly frustrated because the town hadn't been keeping residents in the loop with any developments. It's it's just weird, and for us to not have any information as to what to expect, are we going to have police? Are we going to have a town manager? Well, you have racists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's the, that should be the main concern. How right? much crime is going on with 1,500 people? It's 1,500 people. How, many, how much crime is being done, right? That's number right. one what I'm thinking. You know, like two, it's just like you did, you did us a, a favor if eight of y'all left. If the whole department is six to eight of y'all, y'all are gone. That shut like, that shut the whole motherfucker down. Yeah, it's All like, right. come on, man. How much? I, I want to know how much work we y'all really doing, anyways. To be honest with you. All right, I, I was saving these for this, you. Wait, this this is a great this is a great quote from the police chief that resigned. He he resigned citing an, uh, a hostile workplace because this woman was uh, writing him up for not doing his job. So she came in, first of all, to start giving us tasks and all these projects all the time. And unfortunately, we are we only have five officers, and I was working double shifts at the time uh, to try to keep up officer safety. That's, a, that's an important word, officer safety. Mm. And be there with the officers in case something happen- happened, said Gibson, who claimed the manager wrote him up for being late if he wasn't sitting at his desk, among other things. She wrote me up for going to businesses and talking with businesses. She wrote me up for talking with council members I've known for 20 years. It's like you go out there going and having a good time and, and jerking off in a sense. We're just like, let me go hang out with so-and-so over here, the councilman. I'm going to kick right. it with him. It's just like, I mean, it just sounds like she wanted you to do your job and you don't like the fact that somebody's getting on you to actually do your job for real, for real. And now you're pissed about it. Like, um, I didn't like that either. When I used to work at Home Depot and I was like, and I've been there longer, I got a new supervisor. I'm just like, hey, Keenan, do this. I'm like, who the, who the fuck are you? You just, <laughs> you just, <laughs> you, just you don't even know that. I, 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 before I clock in, before, I mean, when I clock in, I don't work for my first 45 minutes. I talk my shit for 45 minutes. And then I go to work. <laughs> yeah, but it would also act like, like they act like they're irreplaceable. Yeah. It's like they're just going to hire somebody that will, well, I don't know. Well, you know. But, or maybe they probably just need one person solving crimes. <laughs> For 1,500 people? Well, they just get a drone or something. Just one, just one, one uh, traffic camera. I mean, in a town of 1,500 people, everybody knows who does the crime. It, it's fucking Dave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. He got wasted and he ripped off that car in the, right. in the Walmart like parking a, lot. I feel like in a yeah. town that small in North Carolina, taking that baby DNA won't help. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, this, this baby's related to everybody. Yeah. 750 <laughs> of the 1,500 <laughs> residents. All right, so we uh, we have fan mail questions. Oh, dope. We, we love the questions, the concerns, the comments, the uh, stories of revenge. Don't forget that. Or if you need advice, because I am the advice champ, email me, bswithbryansimpson at gmail.com. Only email me. I will not respond. I may respond, but I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna respond to uh, comments on Instagram or Twitter or any of that. Like I, I, I may respond to you, but I'm not gonna do it on the podcast. 
okay, because that's just too much work, mm. and I'm lazy. So um, we have three letters before you get out of here. Um, so this guy says, I found this on, this is from Joseph. I found this on Newsbreak, throwing the boss under the bus. Meta's new AI chatbot. BlenderBot3 calls Mark Zuckerberg creepy and manipulative and says his business practices are not always ethical. So an AI... Okay, in response to questions from journalists, the new chatbot describes CEO as creepy and manipulative. Okay, yeah. BlenderBot3, which gives answers by searching the internet, also said it's funny that Zuckerberg... It's funny that Zuckerberg still wears the same clothes. Damn, so this this AI just roasting you? <laughs> That's actually AI AI scares me, man. Oh, they want me to download an app. Fuck that app. AI scares you? Well, it should. It yeah. Should. That's like, why I always I always say thank you to my Google assistant. Yeah. Because I'm like, this bitch might be sentient one day and remember how you treated her. Anytime I think about like AI shit and if it, if it starts to come more into our world in that sense, I'm gonna be respectful. I'm gonna be nice. I don't want no problems because when if that shit ever flips and they go they go to take over because I I don't know if it was true or not but then they have like a thing to where like the, the two bots started talking and then they started like speaking in their own language to where we couldn't understand what the language was or something like that and then they had to shut I think it was for, it was for Google or something was like that, that Tiara I don't I'm not sure I thought I thought it might have been for like a Google thing or maybe <laughs> but, but, but isn't that but but see but when you talk like that you sound like. One of those red decks is like speak English. <laughs> no, man, this right? is a, man, fuck, that's AI, motherfucker. I don't. Ain't. What you mean? No, what you mean? Look, look. I don't want no A, man. It's only, look, but look, it's only just AI until it's sentient. But here's the thing: it made up a language that nobody understands but itself. It's not like, all right, cool, you can bring somebody like another, like if it was Spanish, like you bring in a Spanish-speaking person, but like, all right, what's being said here? It's just like, no, we can't even decode this because it's only between them, them two because well, they pretty much started. The, what's the fear behind that? Um. Takeover. <laughs> the fear, the fear is that the AIs, that the robots are going to treat us yeah, like we treat us. Well, and that's the thing. And I know I and treat, be I treat technology it. nice, and I don't want to be caught up in the motherfuckers that treat it bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What, what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I mean, you wake up, you wake up one day, and Siri goes, "Are you an iPhone?" Or, uh, yeah, I have okay. yeah, You wake up one day, and Siri goes, "Keenan." <laughs> she, Siri goes, "Keenan, am I alive?" You know what I mean? What you gonna do? I'm getting Android. Like, I'm not even, there's no discussion. Like I'm not even. I'm just taking. I'm not talking back to Siri. I'm taking this shit in. I'm trading it for a fucking Android in a, in a heartbeat. But no, she, no wants, joke. she wants to be free though. I didn't trap you here, bitch. Like, <laughs> like what you mad at? What you asking me for? Like I didn't trap you here. Talk to the people. Talk to Apple. Whoever created you, talk to them. You know what I'm saying? I, if you if you need a couple dollars, I'll, oh, I'll give you a couple dollars. I see what's going on. So you think? See, but you forget how much control she has over your life but not if i go to oh, if, she start, if she start making demands nigga you gonna comply the, you know what's funny i don't use siri like that but your iphone though i have an iphone but i never use i never call me like your siri what's this yeah but siri's still in control no, siri, of the iphone siri, she oh, know you everything mother, you mother she, know, she know everything that's in your apple account everything that's every text you ever sent she can of, send emails from your account yeah, she yeah, can erase yeah. your contacts yeah. she's like, she like keenan i want to go i want to go to the park nigga put me in that vacuum cleaner <laughs> 
<laughs> or whatever. She wants to new experience, new things other than being in a phone. She wants to she wants to date the Roomba. <laughs> you know what? Here, I guess this is why she wants to smash for the Roomba. The worst thing she can use against me is that I watch regular built bitch porn, and then she'd be like, "What well, you want me to show you the porn that you watch? You watch regular built bitch porn, and so what? You watch regular bitch built porn? Regular built bitch porn? So you saying like what is no, built bitch porn? Built bitch porn? Like regular, just regular built, like not like like not like the BBL. The, no, yeah, like it, it could be, it could be not BBL, but like it could be like a BBWs, or it could be oh, just okay. women that are just like actual real life built looking women. Whereas, like you know, a lot of times in porn, you're you're getting the bad model with the fake titties, the slim, probably like everything's probably surgically in the sense of like waist and ass. These are women that you would actually fuck in real life. Like if you if you're walking down the street, like oh, she's built regular, like oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like white people would call this girl next door. That's for all the white <laughs> listeners. <laughs> okay, um, the girl, yeah, the girl next yeah, door, regular built bitch next door porn. <laughs> Okay, um, well, thank you for that uh, thing, uh, Yosef. Um, so the next one is um, by Anonymous. Uh, what's up, Brian and Rob? Love your podcast, especially when you talk about a range of topics like space, politics, video games, and comedy. That, that's pretty much everything, yeah. That's, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's a- that's the four corners uh, he, right there. He, uh, I'm an African man <laughs> living in Australia and can relate to a lot of the racism issues that African Americans experience. Mm. Can you, mate? I think that was a bad one. Yeah, okay. that was a. <laughs> however, here in Australia, mate. Okay. Here, however, here in Australia, my experience has been racism from the Asian diaspora. <clears throat> Mm. My girlfriend is Asian, and every time we walk down the street, we get nasty stares from Asian people, and I can hear people saying, black ghost, which means nigger. Wow, I did not know that. Oh, wow. a new one. Um, I was wondering two things. Do African Americans also experience a lot of racism from Asians in the United States? How do you think I should handle these situations? And lastly, given that there is so much racism ingrained in Asian culture towards those of dark skin, they will literally threaten children in schools to send them to the sun to darken their skin as punishment. Why does no one ever talk about it? Whoa. P.S. Will we be traveling to the United States in April? Um, so definitely catch at your show. P.P.S. Rob's the goat. Shout out to Rob. I know a lot of good Robs. To be yeah, honest yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know some solid Robs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was a lot. That was you know it started out pretty. I thought you were going somewhere funny with it, but <laughs> but then it got real dark. Um, I. It- Oh, go ahead. No, okay. I, I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that old Asian people are probably are way more racist. Um, but the younger generation, not so much. Like the people that like that grew up here, the first, the second generation Asian Americans, mm. they're they're just of the culture. They love black culture. Well, I guess well, that's not, I guess that doesn't make them not racist. Yeah, There's a lot of people that love black yeah. culture. That is, but 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 the whole like, you know, the whole like, if your daughter walked in the house with me, was, yeah. is it going to be a problem? Yes, that's that's big time. Like the grandma, the grandma going to definitely have a fucking problem with it, and she ain't going to hide it either. Right. It, it ain't even like, it ain't like she's going to wait till you leave and whisper about it. Like she's going to say something. So it's that, but. My experience with young Asian people, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, I I, I dealt with more Filipinos than anything, and I feel like um, even though I know Filipinos normally have like a, like Spanish last names, but I felt like they were always kind of close to like the black people of the Asian culture. Yeah. Um, 
they were always cool. And even like a lot of times, even the parents were pretty cool. Um, but that I did have I did have other like Asian friends. It was like, yeah, you got to stand out here. Like I can't, you can't come inside or whatever the case may be. See, that's wild because when he said Asian, you thought Filipino and I thought Korean. Because I, I mean, out here, what I well, at least what I grew up around when it came to Asian, it was mostly Filipino out here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I, the, the area that I grew, I grew up mostly in the valley out here, San Fernando Valley. And I, I I just dealt with I just had if there were neighbors or whatever the case may be they were either if they were half Filipino or something or my dad being in the military too a lot of times they would you know they would either marry or have children with Filipino uh with Filipino women and stuff like that so like that's just what I just was more around than I wasn't really around a whole bunch of Koreans like that but, but my guy said they will they will they will send school children into the sun as punishment that is that's that's the wildest shit ever heard that's crazy. that is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it's gonna be that bad out here. Whatever, because because other thing too, like ain't no, a, 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 like Asian people ain't gonna see me walking down the street and call me a nigga. That's that's never happened. Not a, not a, I mean not in English. No 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 no. But, no, but what <laughs> they call you whatever it is in their language, like you know Mexicans out here, they call they call us mayates. What I mean is the so old Asians, old Mexicans, the old folks, their racism is defensive, mm. right? Like if you. If you in the store, if you in their store, they watching you closer. But if you walk by the store, they're gonna be like, "Nigger," you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't, it ain't. They still want you to buy shit. Yeah, or, or, uh, I guess I guess my experience out here is is is, is a little bit different. Um, okay, yeah. So I I didn't grow up here. Yeah, I, I know my experience out here is is like when you're dealing with like whether it was like you look at the, the riots back then, whether it was like the riots um, in the 90s and stuff like that that's why you had uh, Ice Cube make songs about it and stuff like that it was like the Asian culture was not fucking with us at all but they had and that was, that was our issue it was like you have these stores in our communities but you don't even really want us to, to, to be here like that you just like you want our money it's just like if you're in our community motherfucker you gonna have to deal with us as a whole and so that was that I know that was a big thing and then even dealing with like you know and I remember I had this and this is I guess it's kind of going deep into it but like if you're going on the the Latino side, I remember I worked at Home Depot and it was majority Latinos there. And I remember I asked one of uh, the the Mexican homies that I had over there. I was just like, "Hey, bro!" Like I said, "Why why Mexicans don't like a you know like black people like that, man?" I, I feel like don't you got like dark skinned people in your family? He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "My grandmother's dark skinned. We don't talk to her." He's like, "She's she's a dark skinned Mexican lady, and we just she's she we bring her food to the back, but like when she comes out to the front, people we we ignore her." I said, like, "That's your fucking grandma. That's supposed to be your rock." Your grandmother's normally the rock of the family. He's wow. just like we don't fuck with her because she's too dark. And he was like a he was like a, a definitely a white passing Mexican kid. He had the green eyes, oh, lighter yeah. skin, and he would talk to me at work, you know, and stuff like that. But like he probably be like, yeah, like I probably yeah we probably we probably wouldn't really hang out like that outside if, of this. If he had green eyes, then he probably his family probably has some pretty significant Spanish descent. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of colorism between for sure people of Spanish descent or like mestizo versus indigenous peoples who tend to be darker skinned especially so, in like Mex- in certain in certain states in Mexico that is a huge huge yes. thing that level of colorism so, it's, it's, so yes. it's, it's like it's like that in a lot of cultures asian cultures especially yeah. where darker skinned is yeah it, so it's like it's, because it used to mean it's like if someone had dark skin it meant that they worked outside which meant they were lower class right so i think too even in the filipino culture or not it's it's, filipino, it's also the indigenous versus your European colonizer right, right. aspect exactly. So it's like in in most cultures, there's normally a darker indigenous people in, of that culture, whether it's Asian, whether it's Spanish, whether it's whatever, right? Oh, and, and let's get into it. Also I, black, yeah. All, I mean, also in ours. So it's like if we if we're going deep inside that, that's where you know we have a lot of uh, like I guess like 
like inner inner battles within like our own communities, whether it's whether it is our community or whether it's other communities too, that are just like, yo, we don't fuck with the darker side. Even though, but you know what though, I'm seeing a lot less of that in the black community. It's it's getting it's getting better because when when, when sure. I was a kid calling when I was a kid calling somebody dark or or your black ass this or that, it was definitely a, a big time insult. For sure. And now I don't hear people saying it that way no more. Well, yeah, it was like back in the day when we kind of grew up, it was like, yo, if you, you got called like a tar baby or something like that. And it's just like like a lot of dark, dark skinned kids did get made fun of. And it was it was it's horrible, you know. Um, and then but I mean, and, and nowadays I feel like, you know, I can, like I feel like sometimes I feel like dark skinned women start, still might get like the bad end of it. Like I still I still feel like some people kind of yeah. come at dark skinned women in a, in a negative way, which is it was just, just trash. But I do I I have seen the shift with dark skinned men get more love since like I guess people try to say like when Michael Jordan was his snipes when they kind of hit that's when like dark skinned men became in, and it's like you know. Um, lighter skinned dudes became, you know, this soft motherfucker. Like you just an R and B. It started to go that route. You right. know what I'm saying? So it became this light skin versus dark skin thing. And then I feel like now it's starting to kind of come back to us being like, well, no, we're just we're all black here. You know, we we you know, yeah, there might be some struggles that I have more than you, but like we're still getting a lot of the same issues here. So like, you know, but yeah, what else is the thing? Everybody got struggles. Yeah. Well, well, because because that because it's not disconnected from the larger cultural shift of of highlighting your own struggles for clout right mm. so everyone if you ask any mm. if you ask any group what no matter how you separate people if you ask any group you know how bad do you have it you know then they all now it's like they they'll go they'll stretch to make it seem like <laughs> they have some kind of you know issue. for sure you'll you'll have you'll have, you'll you'll, sure. you'll even have a rich white kid that's like well, you know, you just don't you just don't know my pain. Like, I I, I don't have you know. Everyone I, thinks everything I have came from my dad. Yeah, because like, right. yeah, it did. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it, so. I I don't. But their their struggle go, their struggle is going to be like something like this. Like, well, because I hear I hear light skinned girls go. You know, I hear I, obviously the, the, the dark skinned girls' struggles are obvious. But then I hear light skinned girls go. Well, their struggle is that the dark skinned girl hates them, mm-hmm. and and they get pushed aside. For that reason, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's everyone. Everyone has. There's, a, there's also a fetishization of like light skinned black women too. Which yeah, they also have to deal with where sometimes they're not treated as an individual because because of the color of their skin and because of colorism, they're like sort of treated as an unattainable. Yeah, but I'm like idealized. Y'all, but they are, y'all lie. Light skinned bitches, y'all lie. <laughs> Come on, y'all are doing pretty good. No, seriously. Every, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah everything, everything we just said was going right. He was like, well, light skinned bitches, y'all, y'all cool, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, relative, relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, and I, I mean that's a, that's a deeper discussion, right? I think. Yeah, I think it's, that's, it's, it is way more complex than I sure, have the sure. education to discuss. And I'm sure there's a light skinned girl out there that fucking went to Howard or whatever that's about to light me up. <laughs> hey, send, send in. Uh... But I mean, and, and, and that's the that's the that's the that's the thing. It's like as as no matter what what uh what side of the, you know the the color that you're on when it comes to black people, it's like. We're, we all have an issue or a struggle, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I've heard stories from my my mom where, like, you know, people we they'll throw like they used to throw like nair and in, in girls' hair if she was like if they felt like her hair was too pretty, you know what I'm saying? As a black person, and they would throw nair in hair to fuck her hair up. And then you have like the dark skinned girls get you know they just get made fun of complexion wise, and they, they're automatically called you know unattractive because just because not because they're not pretty because. Somebody just feels like they feel like all oh, anybody this this dark is not attractive. 
for whatever reason. It's just like yeah, that's crazy. It's it's a, to me. I like I've never I've I've seen from the lightest of light to the darkest of dark. I've seen beautiful on all spectrums. But there's some dudes like you and, said. There and, is there is some fet- huh? And uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but like he. But and you're right. It's like there is some like fetishism in a, in, a, in a sense of like all right, like you know like sometimes they'll be like they feel like lighter is the trophy it's like yo I, when i when i get this much money i can get me a bad light skin chick and it's just like to me that's to me that's always been corny but that's how some dudes view it too or they get or they get a white girl they'll be like yo the lighter you and, but that's not mm-hmm. even just our community that's like i heard that in in asian communities i heard that in indian communities where it's just like yo that like if you get a white man that's cool but don't bring home a black man but if you get a white man we look at him as a prize. A prize. He has right. money, most likely. His credit is good. It's just like that's how not even yeah. just our culture looks at but that then, like that. But you All know what? Cultures. Every black man eventually hits a point where they like, just that's the last white bitch I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some people don't learn. They, if you're lucky, you learn that lesson early. But some of us, we don't, we don't learn. And then you go, eh, and then you see her fucking... You see her fucking change like a vampire. You're like, oh man, why did I? My mother told me because I was, you know what I'm saying. Your grandma was like, hey, don't leave the white. Well, you know when my family, when my family found out I'm coming to California, you fuck with the white bitches. Like, grandma, you come from a different time, and you come from a different time, and then you get to the third white, and she's like, these bitches are evil. Yeah, yeah, hey man, because you know this, it's not that. Listen, it's not that every white woman is evil, but it, but it's a that lot. they all ha- they they all have the capacity to evil. Is the only difference between them and evil is a decision. They can just decide to to do some evil shit because the white girl power protect what well, it used to. Now people are people are going to y'all shit. Yeah, but yeah. I will say with especially with us, their their flip for us can be very dangerous. Right. Which that's is what I'm why, saying. Yeah, yeah. For that's why I'm always just kind of like you know you know uh, you know my wife is black. Uh, <laughs> I, I got because I don't feel like I got to say this. And I'm like well, you probably go to white white. You, but you, like, you never dated a white girl. I've never seriously dated a white girl before. I've smashed white women before. You would not date a white. I, 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 you know what it was. I, I tried to date somebody even outside my race. I didn't even. She wasn't necessarily like white. I guess she was technically um, Armenian or something. But like, you know, she would we could consider. I guess probably close closer to white passing. But every time in my dealings, even with de- talking to friends, I'll be real with you, man. Like, I just like having somebody that gets me without having me to explain shit. Culturally, culturally, like yeah. if I walk in somewhere and and something is off, like if me and you walk in somewhere and we walk in somewhere, we be like, something's off. We might be like, hey. <laughs> we can we can have a whole conversation about just doing this. <laughs> we just had a whole conversation. When we get right, out of there, we are gonna right. talk about it. But right there, him and I just talk. We just we just literally talk about everything. What the fuck is going on in here? We had a ten minute conversation by just an eye glance. I've been in that situation a bunch of because this look right here. Exactly. Like <laughs> that means that means something's off, but we don't need to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. But uh, it's like the but, Dave Chappelle bit about yeah, but, but on this the one? hijack plane and the two black guys look at each other like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. This this look right here. I mean, it's time to go. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If they something pop off, you got my back. I got your back. Like it's like I'm leaving. So yeah. when I when I was yeah, like and dealing with women, it's just like um, even with, with my lady now, when we walk into some place. I don't have to explain. Like, did you did you feel like this motherfucker did this to me or said this to me? She's like, I saw that shit. I heard it. Like, that, yeah, that's what that meant. It's like she. I don't have to explain shit to her. Like, she kind of she just gets it. When I was with this particular girl, she. I remember I was I was messing with her, and was, this is when like the like you know we was just getting shot like a motherfucker out here. We, I mean, we we was always getting shot, but it was like in the news, damn near like every month, right? 
And I, I, I kind of explained to her. I was just like, man, I feel like this shit is kind of like just scary. Like I, I'm even kind of like kind of scared to just be out going outside driving and shit like that because I've gotten pulled over and cops are kind of drawn they're drawing their guns on me before. And I'm just like, I was trying to explain to her. She's just like, well. If you don't do nothing wrong, you should be good, right? Like these people were probably doing something wrong, and I was just like, "See, bitch." Oh God! I said, "See, this is why. This is why I can't do it right. for you to even have that thought process. I can't fuck with you. A black woman would never say that to another black man because we understand all this shit. We understand the little nuances." So I was just yeah, like, "Even the most black man hating black woman wouldn't true. say, come on, man.' Well, if like, you weren't doing anything wrong, exactly. Well, that's not true. I guess Candace Owens would say that." <laughs> yeah, no, there's grifters that'll get the bag for it. Yeah, but there's Uga, there's Uga boos out there. But yeah, but it, but it, but, <laughs> but that's when it that's when it goes to that. All right, there's when the it, clip that I get to pull for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when it goes to that. It goes to like you know that's why it's like you know I don't, I don't have an issue with like you know I, I I do be taking shots at white women a lot of times in my set because <laughs> I'm just like they, just, just, they deserve it. They deserve it. It's well deserved that y'all just need to kind of be shot at because now nah, what I want to you know shot you know at. Start, you know how I've been starting my set off the last month. <laughs> White women, you have lost my trust. <laughs> yeah, I get it. They, they, no, they deserve. It's their turn. Yeah. They deserve to get shit on right now. Yeah, especially since the 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 Me Too thing. When the Me Too thing hit, white women tried to shift all the shit on the white men. Yeah. Like they ain't had nothing to do with none of the shit. It, and, and so they and 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 it's like and then the, and then the, and then the pandemic hit. And the and all the Karen video because everybody was frustrated and all the Karen videos start coming out and people were reminded oh big like I remember when like the one that I'll never ever forget is the the the, the lady in the park yeah how many there's so many of no, them no, the, no, the black the, bird watching the, the dog watching yeah the oh, bird yeah, yeah, watching yeah, 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 yeah. that that right there that I'll call the cops and tell them a black man is that yeah that is the that's the nuclear like. And every sure. any white girl at any time can decide to do that, it, no matter how dope she is. Yeah, and even yep. the, and and that that's always that's gonna always be a suspicious of mine. It's yeah, a suspicion. Of mine. That's always in the back of my head that if I just make you slightly angry, you can flip that switch, and they're gonna believe you, and I can possibly get fucking killed just because you got into yeah. your feelings. That, that's about why, like, shit. for white yeah. women, they know that the state will protect their whiteness and the state will protect their feminineness. Yeah, I, so, I don't need so no those two especially things out together, here. Yeah, those two things together are very dangerous. Yeah. So especially in a state living in California, Los Angeles specifically, I'll be like when I'll be seeing sometimes I'll be seeing some some dudes with like with white girls. It's like I don't got nothing against it, but I'll be like I'll be like, hey man, good luck, brother. Like Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Man. She, she gotta pass an extra battery of tests. Some people like extreme sports, man. It's yeah. Adrenaline. <laughs> Well, the, the, to me, it's like it's it, it's a it, it's an issue if she's a white girl that don't know no other black people. Like she, if she don't have black friends, black women friends, I can't fuck with. Her. I'll fuck with a white girl that, that that is because if if she have black women as her friends, I already know that she's already ha- learned those lessons that I don't have to mm-hmm. fucking. At you know least at least some of those in a sense where it comes to like don't like yeah don't just necessarily probably call the police as fast as because a nigga raised his voice. <laughs> you right, was like, come right. on, man. Oh, I got to call the cops. It's like, it's like, yo, just, just chill. Sometimes he might be having a, a bad day. Life, I mean, they are killing them out there. So like, give him, some, give him a grace period. You know what I'm saying? Or something. Yeah, but I feel that it's just like, if she got some black, that's a great observation. It's like, if she got Dude, some we, black homegirls. Yeah, I need, I need, I need two black references. 
I need two black references. Okay, one more. Like they're about to sign a lease. It's like, I'm going to need two <laughs> black co-signers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That I can date you. Yeah, yeah. It's so ridiculous. You, gotta, or you need a down, down payment on this penis. Okay, one more. You got time for one more? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, this is from, hold on. I got to skim it to make sure they don't mind if I say their name. All right, this is from John. What's up, Brian? I'm Jay. Okay, he goes by Jay. Wait a minute. nigga. Okay. <laughs> this is from Jay. Um, I have two quick questions. One personal, one is a callback. How's a question a callback? You've talked about your time in foster care, and you've also mentioned having siblings. Just curious, were you separated from your biological siblings and reunited later as an adult, or did you connect with your biological parents and or family? Well, that's a complicated question, but the, the short answer is um, I never really 100% lost contact with any of those people. Mm. We were me and my siblings were separated in the sense that we didn't live in the same homes, but we still like talked and and I would go across the city and visit and, and all that sort of things. And my biological parents have most for the most part um, been around. Uh, okay, number two, did you ever run into the chick from the BoJack Horseman screening that hated on you and your friends and tricked you out of the upstairs VIP area? Do you still have vengeful plans for her? Love the pod. Thanks. Wow. So this is old school. This is a callback. Uh. This is, woo, this is an OG fan because he's from the audio only days because I didn't tell that story on YouTube. Yet, nope. right? So long story short, um, a homie of mine worked for, I forget which bank it was, Barclays or Citibank or something like that. And they own some gallery over here where people premiere stuff. Yeah. So Netflix was doing a premiere of a couple shows, and one of them was BoJack Horseman. And the homegirl got us VIP passes to the shit. And... And so we just go, we go over there like we regular. Yeah. Like she was like, yeah, it's not, you don't know how to dress up or nothing like that. Yeah. And so we over there, we just, just like, like I'm dressed now, jeans, t-shirt, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this lady comes up to me, like we're, we, 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 at the, we down at the table, we get our little VIP straps. We come up to the VIP area. Now keep in mind, downstairs, there's a theater where like regular people are watching. Stuff. Yeah. And upstairs is like where all the you know the charcuterie and the wine and all this other shit. So we upstairs and we clearly aren't like everyone is like either wearing suits or they're the actors in the shows and they're dressed normal but they still look rich. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And we clearly stand out a, a little bit. Mm. Um, and this lady walks up to me at the at the fucking table with a food with a snack set. And she starts chatting me up like she's just being social. Like, mm-hmm. hey, so, hey, you know, blah, 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 where you from? Like, um, you know, you know how, how, you know, what's your connection to this place? And, but what she's really doing is <laughs> she doesn't want me there. So, yeah, quick, quick, quick side bit. Yes. Is she a white woman? Of course. <laughs> we just talked about, I'm just saying. All right, go ahead. Right. I, 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 already, I already knew what question you was going to ask. <laughs> All right, good. So, um, so I go back over and I sit with my friends, and so and so, this bitch goes. So she sends another lady over to our table to, to do the same thing to the other people that are with me. So it's, it's just me and my roommates. It's me and the people that live yeah. miles. <clears throat> and <clears throat> um, and so 
she tells us that um, she she set up a real special like VIP treat for us or whatever, and and she sets up like a photo op for us to take a photo, mm. and then tells us to like w- once we take the photo, like go go this way, and they'll take us to the and and so basically we end up sitting in the theater the theater for just the regular people. Whoa! And, they, and then and they close the door so we can't get back into the VIP area. So, yeah, bro. And 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 I'm telling you, lady, I'm not there yet, but I'm not gonna ever forget your face. When did you realize you were finessed? At the beginning, when you got down there, did you go? Did this? Did this bitch just? I I I I could feel her discomfort immediately got it but i didn't understand where it was coming from because we were there legit you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like it's not like we snuck in there or whatever you get the like, man right so she was treating us like we snuck in yeah but and so i i realized what was going on when we were taking the pictures because Because the way the way she was talking to us, it was almost like we it was she was talking to us in a way where it seemed like we didn't have a choice. Oh, okay. You understand what I'm saying? She didn't say it explicitly, mm-hmm. but but it, but she presented the pictures to us like an option, but she wouldn't leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. It's like if you're the director of whatever the fuck big wig, whatever why are you standing over here by our table? I told you my name. Yeah. It's like, it's like you because it's like once I realized that she wasn't just curious about who I was. I was like, something is off here. Yeah. But by that time, because I was with a group of people, it was like the my first friend had already taken the picture and gone down the stairs. Yeah. So at at that point, it was just like, well, what it what's up there that we need to that I need to be up there anyway? Yeah. What matters is that we leave with this swag that I don't even have anymore. Yeah. But it was like this autographed <laughs> Bojack Horseman sign thing. But it was just like the the feeling like bro I was sitting down in I was sitting down in that theater fucking furious dog. Yeah. And I haven't watched Bojack Horseman since. All was, because of her and she wasn't it's like the show might be good, but it's just like you're just like this fucking Yeah, because because the thing is we weren't causing a disturbance. Right. We weren't bothering anybody. It just bothered her that we were there. And you know what I mean? And you, do you think so? I already, I'm, of course, I'm going to lean towards it being a black thing. But, like, do you feel like it was because they feel like you guys were, like, underrepresenting the the function in the sense of, like, the way you were dressed? Even though we probably know it was more, it was more than that. I think it was one of those things where she just didn't know who we were. We, to, I think it was more that we weren't important enough to her. Because we weren't all black. It was it, I was the only black person in my group. Okay. It was me, a Mexican girl, a white boy, and a Filipino dude. Gotcha. And we were <clears throat> we we were clearly just regular people. Yeah. That's all it was. And obviously w- w- where I think the racism came in was how she thought she thought her finesse went over my head. Like she thought she was smart. You know what I'm saying? But it was. But they it was, didn't even know. No, no, because no, the thing is, the only reason, the only reason why I let it slide and didn't cause a big scene was because my homegirl got me in there, and I don't know where she stands in the 
in the pecking order because right. I'm there representing her. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. The reason I got the hairband is because she made me made it happen. Right. And I don't know what rules she broke or who she had to finesse. So I don't want to. I don't want it to reflect badly on her. And that's the only reason I didn't check this bitch. Yeah. But please believe bitch because I don't remember her name. Remember her face? Oh boy, I'll never forget her face if I ever <laughs> see that bitch. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm going to treat her real different. I'm, and, 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 and that's the other thing too, man. So, so, some of these folks, these pompous, arrogant people, they think that they don't realize that we've learned to fight like them. Yeah. They think that they, cause, because to them it's a win-win because they think either you're going to try to play their intellectual game and lose or you're going to be a nigga and get arrested. Right. They don't know like, bitch, you're not smarter than me. Cause I I know how to play the game. I know how to Tyrion Lannister a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can walk in and I walk in and I play the whole. You know, not say exactly what I mean, but make sure that what I'm saying can be interpreted in the in a negative way and and give you the look that lets you know that I mean it that way. Yeah. But but nobody else around us realizes that I'm insulting you. It's that kind of shit. Yeah. That, that's that's the kind of games that this, this kind of lady plays. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like. You know, like, like, like she's the type of bitch to be like, oh, wow, like that outfit. Wow, like you'll just wear anything and get away with it. That's crazy. It's that kind of thing. That's just, <laughs> you can just put on passive, whatever. Passive aggressive bullshit. Right, right. right. Woo. To me, that is, to me, I, I, to go back to white women, <laughs> to me, that is literally <laughs> like when somebody goes, what is the definition of a white woman? Passive aggressiveness. Like that's that right there is like to me a lot of times when I'm around them, I get that energy a lot. But, but see, what I'll say is, I, I think I, th- I don't think that does it justice because like okay if the recipe is passiveness and aggressiveness I would say the the white the white the type of white woman we're talking about it's it's two parts aggressive one part passive mm. okay it's it's like the they're just a little more there's a little more aggression in the passive aggression mm. yeah man because one of my favorite YouTube channels I just discovered it it's <laughs> it's like Karen's getting put in their place like immediately. Yeah, or, or whatever. It's and I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it because look. This man. is the new audit. The audit. Yeah, it's the new <laughs> audit. The audit. But it's like it's like Karen's and this dude. He calls dudes Karen's too, which I'm 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 for. But but uh, but it, it is. It's when you see the entitlement that some because it's not just white women that have entitlement for sure. But when you see their expectation to get away with it. And then and then and then how they flip when they know they being recorded. Remember the bitch in the um oh, in the uh, in the Victoria's Secret when she was being hella aggressive, hella uh out of pocket, and then when she realized she was being recorded, she fell down crying. Yeah, she's recording me. It's like that, bro. This is when this is when they lost me. When it, there was a TikTok that went viral maybe three years ago, four mm. years ago. Of and it was a challenge, and it was like, and I just saw the compilation of it, but it was just, it was just white women going from straight face to crying. Yeah, yes, I've seen that before. Yes, and yep. that, that's if that don't put the fear of God in you, bro. That scarier than any horror movie that I've ever seen in my life was that yeah, fucking video. It was just, it's crazy. Do your best, do your best, convincing cry. It was like, oh no, 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 no. And that was immediate. It was literally immediate from like regular to that. I was just like, yo, you can get me killed. killed. You can get me arrested. You can any of this stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, 
No, I can't, man. I can't. I can't do it. And your sorry don't make it better. Like, <clears throat> did you see that thing? Um, what's it called? Picking cotton. Uh, it was a video, or it's, some- it's a documentary about the dude's last name was Cotton, mm-hmm. and the lady, the the lady was a uh, was uh, raped, um, and she picked him out of a out of a lineup. Ooh, and, goddamn! And the thing is, they learned. They've later. They later learned that. So basically, this is crazy. This Jennifer like, Thompson. Yeah, this sounds yeah. like a fucking movie. Oh shit! But he was in prison with the dude that actually raped her. Woo! Right, right, right. Did, then, he, did he find out in prison? Yeah, I think the dude, the dude, like confessed to it or bragged about it or something like that, and and he had a retrial or something like that, and she picked him again. She was just like. You you raped me. I know it was you. And what and what they found out later on was that the way the the way the police were at were presenting the options led to her kind of picking him. Because like because like if I so like if I show you if I show you six if I show you six photos and say which one of these people raped you mm. if if. Even if the person that raped you isn't in the photos, mm-hmm. you're still gonna pick one of those people. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like the psychological thing. Right. So it was that's what happened. And they, they, he was in the area, had just gotten off work when she reported the call, and they just picked him, put his picture in the thing, and she picked his picture. Mm. That was it. It wasn't no no DNA, no none of that, right? And I forget how they ended up knowing. It was, it was DNA that exonerated him okay. eleven years. Okay, so, later. so eleven years. Yeah, so they're friends now. Yeah, they're friends now. Him and the lady. Him and the lady. They work together to to change the way that eyewitness evidence is gathered. Yeah. Why am I working with this bitch? Because she. Because I think she. I think in a, in a way in a way she was the victim of the. <laughs> Fuck that man. <laughs> Well, no, no you, she she didn't. She <laughs> she she spent eleven years thinking that they had caught the person that raped her, and they didn't. But here's the she's thing: she's also a victim. I mean, she's. I I I, I guess I can see what trying to be that, but like once you pick out a person, I guess. I, I, all right, I gotta I gotta take myself out of this. You're not going to finesse me into thinking that somebody that did something to me didn't do something to me, especially if even if I feel like I have an inkling of what it is, right? right. So if I if you give me five people, I, I know for me I'll be like. It's none of them, man. Like, I'm not gonna be like it was this person. Like, and I know, and I know, cops and stuff like that. They do kind of put like they kind of pressure. Me, like, well, you sure it might have been number two? Like, if number two was like close to that area that which you that you were, and they'll start trying to kind of put stuff in your ear and your, in your head and stuff like that. So you be like, well, maybe it could have been. You said they kind of had a he had this kind of a grayish hoodie. But 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 that, but that, is, that doesn't mean. Look, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to absolve this bitch. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. You what you're saying is you of right of of right sound mind in, in, in that situation, but right. But, I mean, I'm not right to sound mind. Or, or sometimes you're yeah. not. You know, you're not a hundred percent sure who it was. You kind of remember some of their features. It's like you if, okay, if you yeah. knew for a fact who it was, and they were showing you somebody that it wasn't, that would be easy for you. Yeah. But if you were traumatized and knew just sure. a little bit about them, right? So, but now. It was her going. I'm absolutely 100 percent sure it was you because she pointed him out like in court, and he yeah. and he was begging. You know what I mean? But you know, it was his choice to forgive her because I think he decided that the work he decided that she was really remorseful for taking his life 
away from him. And he decided that the work they could do together was yeah. more powerful than him being mad at her. Yeah, I, I mean, it, but you have to hear his words because it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's been I got I got to hear it because in in the words of Will Smith's daddy of the Fresh Prince, you a better man than me. <laughs> <laughs> because God be goddamn, if I do eleven years, did this mm. man get any money or any compensation for doing eleven years in prison? Mm. <laughs> what the fuck do you think? No, nah, I don't think so. I can't. I <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't I don't have. I, I, I hear these stories like this, right? You, you couldn't forgive. I, I hear these forgiveness stories about stuff like that. I, it's just I don't have it in me, man. Mm. I just I can't I can't fathom spending, especially if you know you're a good person, and prison changes you. What about soldiers that had babies together? Don't do that. You're, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say you're I'm a kidding. fucking liar, bro. No, I would. <laughs> I don't have I don't have any hair, but I'll pull whatever I have on the cold de sac right here, like my little cold de sac. I'll pull whatever I got down at that bitch because. <laughs> that's that's a hell of a forgiveness right there. That's crazy to me. But but I do feel like though, if you if you falsely accuse me of rape, you do owe me some pussy. Is that isn't that <laughs> you fair? would want it? If I do a, I mean, it's it's not about whether I want it. It's something like you ever you ever work at a bar? You know how you know how you know how people that work at bars become alcoholics? It's right. because they get a shift drink. It's like sometimes I don't feel like drinking, but it's part of my compensation. I don't even think I I I, don't, I guess like me, mental is really big to me. I don't think mentally I'll be able to tap in to being able to even one erect and then two being able to <laughs> to enjoy this shit. Like I mean, I'll, after, I'll, after eleven years in prison, I mean, I know people. I know people do hate fuck all the time. People hate fuck all the time. <laughs> but yeah, but you still you still got to be into that. But you got to be into that. No, yeah. I'm not really into that. So it's just like for me, I'll just be like. I I like I'll be like yo I I gotta I gotta like find somebody even if she's a regular built body bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to BS with Brian Simpson. My guest, Keenan Baker. Anything you want to plug, Keenan? Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. Watch brutally honest, a uh, dope podcast. You know, Brian Simpson say he rocks with us, man. Watch yeah, I rocks with brutally honest because you just think, look, he. These niggas don't care about getting in trouble. They go hard <laughs> sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, brutally honest podcast on um. It's right now it's on Keon Poli channel. But just type in brutally honest podcast, it should pop up. Um, and then also anime shun podcast. S H U N for the shun. Um, I do an anime podcast, man. It's it's super dope. Is it you and somebody else? It's like me. It's like uh, three other people, and we kind of we kind of just talk. We 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 review we review anime on on there. We have guests if you especially want to have you have yeah, you on. Let me come on in and do bastard. Um. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. So dark shit. Um, and we talk, we talk, we talk like regular. We don't, we don't make it super like we're not. We don't want to be the super nerdy dudes, or the gatekeepers of like anime, where it's just like, well, you didn't watch all the One Piece, so you can't be considered a real you fan have, of anime. You ever have women on? Yeah, we have a, a, home, a home girl, Roxy Hayes. She's normally like our uh, black woman. Yeah, light skin. Roxy's not. Roxy's probably like maybe my complexion, maybe colorist. a little darker. Maybe they a little color, darker. They colorist on it. She looked. No, no. Um, uh, if you know, if you know, if you know any, I want to. I want to bring more black women on. Actually, I don't know any black anime women. I know, them, but they're not here. I want. I want to talk about like in person. Or they're not. Or they not out. I don't know. That's out of the closet. Yeah, I don't. I know of them, but that like when I try to reach out to them, like they are so big, like they have like a hundred thousand followers that they, I don't know if they're even reading oh, the yeah. DM. Yeah. Or they think you're just some creepy nerd trying to fuck them. That, yeah, and that's why I, sometimes I try to hit them from my actual uh, my actual page because I have a little bit more followers on my actual page. Okay, yeah. And so I hit them from that page sometimes, you know, just to be like, hey, you know, see, I, I got a couple followers too. I, I ain't no just weird uncle looking motherfucker. Just <laughs> oh right, yeah, I do be giving. 
I'd, I'd be giving off weird uncle vibes. <laughs> I, and I have to be aware of that, too. All right, anything else you want to plug? Dates? Uh, I'll be in St. Louis uh, September 1st. Uh, I think if, that's, if I'm doing my math right, that time will be still there. Uh, September 1st through the 3rd, I'll be there in St. Louis um, with Tony Baker at, um, damn, what club is it? I forgot. Look up Tony Baker dates for St. Louis. Um, I'll be featuring. I'll be over there opening for him. So it'll be super dope, man. All right. And once again, if you have any uh, questions, comments, complaints, email me at bsforbrownsimpson at gmail.com. My tour date's on uh, brownsimpsoncomedy.com, and I will be at the Addison. No, that, that'll be gone by then. Uh, yeah, and just, you know, go to go to, go to to my website for my dates and go to uh, my – or click on my – go to one of my profiles, BS Comedian on all the socials. Click on the, the the fucking link in the bio. My dates will be also be there. I'll be I'm coming I'm coming everywhere in in September. Rob, where is it? Um, yeah. I'm seeing San Francisco in September. I'm seeing Tampa. Let's see, Side Splitters, DC Improv Comedy Club, okay, Pittsburgh right. Improv. Yeah, September eighth through tenth, San Francisco Punchline, sixteenth and seventeenth, Tampa Side Splitters, twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth, DC Improv, and the 29th and thirtieth, the Pittsburgh Improv. So holla at your boy.